You're listening to nothing but Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handoff, sweeps to his right, gets to the 20. He's at the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the fourth tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's out of the 20. He's out of the 10. He's out of the 5. He's out of the right side. say a fun-filled show but i don't know how much fun this show will be filled with tonight uh it's gut check time man we we really have to uh have a, a serious serious talk about our san francisco 49ers and uh what we expect of them this year but before i do that let me start with checking on my man brian how you doing bro what's going on with you you know it's all good i mean unfortunately we got some bad news but we're not uh or we're very um we're used to it, <laughs> for lack of better terms that I was looking yeah. for. You know, unfortunately, we've seen this before. Um, you know, for us, it comes and it, it comes in huge waves for us. Unfortunately, for some reason, um, you know, there's a could be a myriad of reasons. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of people seem to jump on the the thought process of let's let's bl- blame the strength and conditioning guys and like we just replaced them. So if the last t- last set of guys didn't do guys and gals didn't do a good job. And then, you know, if that's what we were blaming it on and now we're having it happen again, then I'm thinking it's not the strength and conditioning coaches. There's got to be something else going on. Well, wait a second now. I mean, we're not there yet. We're talking about this, but just some food for thought. It's possible for consecutive employees to be bad employees, right? Sure. But I have a hard time for a full team of employees to be bad on two different occasions. You know, it's not just one person who it's not not a single fault failure, you know. So there's something going on with either – Kyle scheduling for his practices. Um, some things are, you know, just not avoidable. Unfortunately, you know, sometimes it's just players' bodies break down, you know, at the wrong in, inopportune times. You know, so th- I mean, there's a lot of different things that could be happening, um, but I don't think it's it can't. I don't see that it can be squarely on 
a second set of strength and conditioning coaches. It's got to be something else going on, whether it's nutrition management, uh, the supplements guys are taking, um, you know, they all seem to be involved in the OTAs. So, you know, I don't think that they really between February and April, I think most of those guys we saw most of them, you know, training somewhere, you know, somewhere in the United States. Um, so, you know, maybe they need more rest. Maybe they didn't take enough time because they're so, uh, just ingratiate with wanting to win, you know, they want to do everything they can do to make this team successful. And I think that's that maybe they're pushing themselves too far. I mean, you've talked about some of our players, uh, you know, mentality, how they play, they play, you know, 150%. And unfortunately we're only going to get eight to not, eight to 10 games out of those guys, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it happens unfortunately, but that's, it has to do with the playing style and the mentality of players that, that John and, and Kyle go after, you yeah. know, so. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not the strength and conditioning coaches, but I, after two, what could could be conceived as two failed regimes of strength and conditioning teams, um, there there may be something else going on. Maybe we should look at our natural our grass field. You know, maybe you know we want to bitch about, um, or sorry, complain about you know the Jets field when we were there last year. Well, maybe we should look at ours. You know, maybe there's something else going on. Yeah, absolutely. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about all of that stuff here. Uh, it was good to hear you just like go off like that. Like just just get it off your chest. I like that. I like that a lot. When I asked how you were doing though, I was asking how Brian. Well, it's I'm doing. good because I started putting a plan together for games to go see this season. Um, and so there we go. Now that's what I'm talking about. right, trying to figure out you know where in in the stadiums to sit as far as away games and stuff like that. I've never been to the. I was going to go to the the Rams game at the end of the season. You know, trying to figure out best places to sit. You know, talking to you guys earlier about the Eagles game with all of us hopefully trying to meet up. Just where we're gonna, you know, where we're gonna try and sit, um, you know. Obviously, we can't all sit together. Just, just doesn't didn't work that way. But, um, you know, we can try to sit in close proximity to each other as much as possible. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so just trying to work through that. But, my yeah. bad, bro. All right, I'm sitting it right now. Uh oh. I it's my fault. Wayne's not in the show again. I do this every damn time, bro. I do this every time. Where every you, time. You sent the link, right? Yeah, but there's a code that he needs. Oh, uh, I gotta find. I gotta find it. Hold on, let me see. I do this every damn time. He usually like starts sending me text messages and stuff. Oh shit, I got five missed text messages. Let me see. Let me see. They're all him. All right. Well, two of them are. He was asking politely. He was like, "Please, <laughs> <laughs> can I please join the show?" <laughs> Oh my God! I am so sorry. So now it's about to be apology tour. Two oh two over here. Um, yeah. Uh, no. You know the, the tough thing about uh, road games. You know, it's, it it will be fun to tailgate together and stuff like that. And you know, especially if if we end up making a weekend out of some of these things. Uh, but the game, the viewing it, you know, it's that's always difficult to get large groups of people together unless you go through the team and right. get some kind of uh, you know, like group package but you know one day it'll be really really cool to rent a box i don't make enough money to do that but um one day that's my goal i want to i want to watch a game with the whole crew in a box like you know how we do that hit the lottery no we'd start telling everybody that's in the chat to make sure they tell somebody else about this again remind them to start spreading the news because the more more viewers we get the more potential we have to 
to change this from something we do yeah. for fun to something else, you know? Exactly. Start spreading the news. Oh, let's go, man. All right. So that reminds me here. Let me We're go to the leaving today. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Guys, if this is your first time here on the YouTube page and you enjoy the show, please, please, please give us a thumbs up. Hit that like button. Also, subscribe and turn on your notifications because we do try to bring you guys impromptu videos, breaking news, signings, injuries, although we haven't done any of that this week, but we'll get to why later. Uh, but make sure you guys are subscribed, okay? If you are already a current subscriber, we want to thank you guys. Shout out to everybody in the chat right now. Shout out to the people who are coming in. The numbers are still going up. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys, but still do us a favor. You might already be subscribed. You might already hit the like button. You might already have your notifications turned on. Find somebody who doesn't, like Brian was just saying. Please go and find somebody and say, hey, you guys should check out Nothing But Niners. They're crazy-ass guys who don't know shit about football, but I love watching them. Go over there and tell them that, okay? Go go, go do that. Go, go, go. Uh, give us some follow and support on other venues, uh, uh, on other avenues. We have social media platforms, Twitter and Snapchat are nothing but nine ERS. That is all spelled out except for the number nine. Nothing but nine ERS. Nothing but nine ERS, okay? We have Facebook, Instagram, as well as Twitch. We are broadcasting live on two out of three of those right now. Uh, and that is nothing but Niners. So you guys do not just have to watch us on YouTube. We have other uh, platforms. If you guys are Twitchers, hey, we're over there. You guys like watching on Facebook? We're there too. But we are also here on YouTube. And here's the cool thing about all that. We can see the chat for all of them in the, in the, in the chat here. So it works out really, really well. There he is. That's my dude. Wait, wait. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, what had happened was <laughs> look, I look, man. I, crazy night, crazy day, and crazy night, yo. Uh, my brother was in a car accident, so I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on for the past couple of hours, and I just kind of been out of it. So um, that's why, I like, yeah. not the long talks. He's he's all right. You okay, know what yeah. his, his car was totaled, but he he's good, and so that's that's the best. That's, that's all that matters. Right, materials. He's you know, not easily, but it's replaceable. You know, people. Yeah, <laughs> he can go play for the 49ers because apparently he doesn't get injured. Even in the midst of tragedy, oh man, the Niners and in this person, like Breezy is still taking shots as soon as he jumps on the mic. <laughs> as soon as he gets one. I mean, what, what what else do we do, man? It's mother freaking June. We haven't even started training camp yet. Thank you, guys. It's June. And what are we supposed to do if we don't take shots, man? Like, that, that's what we do, man. <sighs> we got we to gotta figure out, you know, it's something. It's got to be something in the food, the milk, the, what, the diets, the workout. It's got to be something different. Because because we were grown, we were grown, you know, we came from a different cloth, man. <laughs> we played with broken ankles, twisted fingers. Look at Brian Baldinger. He still ain't get his finger fixed. Right? <laughs> it's not a joke. I'm just saying they, they were a different breed of football players. You got a line for that, bro. Okay. <laughs> you got a line to talk about That's Baldinger. That's not a shot, Baldinger. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's it is what it is, man. Thank you guys for your prayers, man. I appreciate it, man. Uh, but yeah, man, I am I I'm just I'm just flabbergasted, dudes. I, I don't know what to say, man. And then he shuts practice down. And I'm like, you can't no shut practice, practice down. No practice on Tuesday, yeah. That's probably the issue. Make them practice. 
We went from, I think Eric Crocker put this, but I know everybody on this on this panel has played football, and everybody remembers two days at some part of their growing up, whether it was yeah. Pop Warner, whether it was high school, whether it was college. We did two days, full pads, about to die, not from hitting, from heat exhaustion. In August, yes. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, man. Hey, Warrior Lee, Jack Youngblood played with a broken leg. He had a broken fibula, bro. I think that's the right bar bone part. Fibula, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, man, it's different, man. I, I'm sorry if I messed up any of the <laughs> – might getting something fixed over there. No, you just, hey. You you are perfectly good. I'm setting up my hookah, man. He's, I was gonna say he's been over there with his hookah the whole time we've been on air, bro. <laughs> I got. I'm I'm setting this bad boy up right now. They don't make cats with. Hey, uh, uh, JT. They don't make cats with animanium, man. It's not like that anymore, man. Guys are made differently. They get hairline. You know, it's unfortunate, and I do pray that th these guys heal up. I'm not. Well, I, well, that's what we're, we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about all that. We've got some signings and all that, you know, that we have to talk about. Also, there's some there's some good in in today's show. Also, um, not really, but okay, I you mean, know. I mean, who do we we signed? We signed a guy coming off of an ACL injury. But how long ago was that injury? It was a year ago. So then he's he's good. We, we don't know. Everything that we've seen in video looks like he's fully recovered. I, yeah. I hear I hear what you're saying. We we also don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo, who's coming off of an injury, right? And so we give him Whoa. shots. Who don't believe in Jimmy? I know don't Brian do does. This is not a Brian. This is not to Brian. So I'm, there's only one other person on this panel. <laughs> I don't believe in. And I'm just I'm, I'm just talking about as far as him being healthy, guys. This is about health, not about their gameplay. I'm just saying, like. We, we give him shots like him being injured all the time, right? George Kittle, him yep. being injured all the time. Debo Samuel, him being injured all You see the trend? Nick Bosa. You see the trend? So if we're going to sit there, well, no one's, everybody think Nick's going to come back incredible hawk. I, he, he's the only no, one he that looks gets, like he should. <laughs> he's the only one that gets the pass. I'm just, I'm just saying, guys, like, I do like the signing. So that is good news. But we don't know how for how long. We don't know how well he's going to be coming off of this injury. It's not like he's fresh. Apparently, we can't can't guarantee any of our players are going to make it. So, especially for the 49ers. <laughs> 49er, that's why yeah. I said our players. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. I got you. It's what well, I miss. I missed the intro. What's going what? on, everybody? How y'all doing? <laughs> that was it. That was it. That's all you did was miss the intro, bro. I promise you didn't you didn't miss anything else. Um, you know, uh, just long days and you know. Hard nights. Yo, so I just got to tell you all this really quick. I had the most incredible uh, thunderstorm day. Like, I I really – I've never – I don't think my van got struck by lightning, right? So one, part, one of the cities I was driving through, it's like a little bootleg train station on one side, and across from all these, like, transformers and metal things, and they got, like, the pins sticking up off of them. And I was driving by there, and I think lightning struck right next to – my van got so bright, I was blinded, and I felt heat. And then my air conditioner, like, was back on. I don't know what happened, and I couldn't look over to see. Air conditioner. Oh. But, bro, like, that joint was so incredible, man. Like, right, I know what I'm talking about. 
Mike, Mike missed the whole co- slide conversation we was having in our chat, yo. Right. My, day, my day was pretty, my day started effed up. I was in traffic for, I'm about to say, I was on a bus that flipped over 47 damn times. What movie am I talking about? Speed. No! The bus that flipped over 40 times? 48 hours, man. I was about to go on my Eddie Murphy spent. Yeah, you guys don't remember that movie. It's all good. No, I remember the movie. I don't remember that scene. Come on. Remember he was he was complaining. It might have been another 48 hours, but remember he was complaining about 89, bro. That's old shit right there. It did, it did. But no, I'm just saying I I started, I was in uh I was in there was a car apparently there was a car accident this morning on my way to work, and there's never traffic on this particular route that I take to get to work. And this morning I was an hour late, which means I couldn't go running before work like I normally do because there was an accident, and then it all just came back to fruition. At the end of the day, there was an accident. That's crazy. Wow. 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 I so can't luckily- attest to the same sort of thought, pro- or thought process, Mike, with what you saw, because when I was in San Antonio you know, decades ago, um, we had it like as far off to the side as a, uh, you know, a, the billboard is, you know, so it's like usually got to be like 20 to 50 feet off the side of the road. Well, there's a lightning bolt came down right in front of it and it shook Ooh. the car and it was bright as hell. You and it got, got hot. Ben, <laughs> you almost got Ben Franklin. Who who was it that did the electricity? Yeah, Ben Franklin with ben the Franklin kite. With the kite right? and key, yeah. But that like it I I'd never experienced anything like that in my whole life. Never. And I was well, like, you, did I get hit by like like did my well, you know you're you're safe in the car because of the tires. The tires. Yeah, you're you're grounded. Yeah. Yeah, but bro, I was like, I, I, that was that was incredible. I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get powder powers. Like, <laughs> I, I, no, no, I, I think a movie reference. That's dope. That was dope. I've seen powder. That was dope. That was dope. That was a nice one. Let's go. I, I think I, I want to know everybody's. Everyone on this show should have a lightning story. I re- I remember one when I was probably like eleven. And it was like it was like July, so it was really hot. July is the hottest month of the year, and this is dry lightning too, guys. So, like that's the worst. Like no rain, no. Wait, 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 wait. Lightning isn't always with rain. I'm, no, you can have a thunder lightning storm with no rain. Holy shit! Really? Yeah. This, so this is what Just made it worse. Storm. Yeah. Yeah, it's electrical. St- it's, this was scary, Mike. Right? So it was like you know what happens first: the thunder, then the lightning, or the lightning, then the thunder. Lightning and then thunder. Right. So the lightning happened, and then the thunder came. Right. And then the my whole street went <laughs> pitch black. Light travels faster than sound, man. Right. So the, <laughs> the, but then my whole street went pitch black. Right. And so. Everybody thought Jesus was coming, yo, because like, <laughs> like it, like it went from like a beautiful, nice lit sky to pitch black, like nothing. You couldn't see anything, and we just was about to start walking up to the King's Highway. Dog. Like it was so crazy. It was so scary, yo. And ever since then, I'm not a fan of lightning. And it's all it took was that one time. Brian said something, and it made me think while Breezy was talking. So, is the sound of thunder? The sound of the lightning traveling to us. Yes. Yes. That's why they say the closer the flash and the sound, the closer the, the storm. Closer is. To, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so that's why. Okay, yo, I, I thought I was gonna die. That's today. why when you you hear the thunder, if you start counting, you can tell how many miles how away. Yes, that's what they say. How many seconds it takes? Is it like a mile or something right. like that? Yeah. That's the, the rough. I think it's less than that, but yeah, that's most yeah. rough estimate. 
but man, but let me, t- so I, let me tell you, I was so sleepy today because it was poor. I had to I actually had to pull over at one point. It was raining so fast that the van. Okay. Let me, this is not an ad. I, I recommend everybody invest in, I was going to say rain X, but whatever kind of waterproof washer, windshield washer fluid they sell, mm-hmm. get that. not the blades. You don't have to get the blades, but that shit works. So when I'm in my car, the harder it rains and the faster I'm driving, I don't need my wipers. Right, it, just, it just beads right off. It beads right off. And this piece of crap work, man, where they use the generic washer fluid, I had the wipers on as fast as they would go. Nothing. I couldn't see anything. I had to pull over and storms are relaxing to me. So I liked them. And I was so tired until I thought I died. I was so <laughs> tired. Bro, when, you see, when you see the white light and feel heat out of nowhere, and I was in the van with the AC on because it was like 93 degrees today. Like, I'm, I got the AC on. Like, whew, I thought I was gone. But other than that, it was very tiring. It was a very, very tiring day. The heat in and out of the cold and all that stuff and the rain. Yeah. Oh, I was just ready to shut down, man. I was and ready then to- on top of that, we got injury, 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 injury. Did I say die line that many times? We got that many. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on that note, let's go ahead and get to the top stories of the 49ers, okay? So um, it started today with this one here. That, if you guys don't know who wears number 67, is Justin School. Uh, newly married man. Got married this April. Congratulations to Justin. And at least he'll get to spend some more time with his family now uh, and his new wife. Um, but That's how he uh, tore his ACL. Yes, Newly sir. married guy. Oh, shit. Wrong one. <laughs> Wrong one. Where'd it go? Oh, I didn't put the one in here? Nope. I didn't Stop. put the actual you had your You had your Timor one in there when we when you were pulling him up before the show. Yeah, no. I, I didn't want to do the Timor. I thought I put the um, the actual tweet, though. Other than this, I thought I put the tweet in there. For Justin School saying how uh, he tore his ACL, right? So Justin School, they—I don't think he said he was done for the season, but I don't see him making a comeback this year, right? That's not something that a big man should be trying oh, yeah. to do. He—he's he, done for the he year. He should don't. be done for the season. He should, yeah. right? Uh, so that started out. That started out the day, and that was a little, you know, all right. But I want to talk about the effects of losing each one of these players. Absolutely. So not only the effects of losing them, do we have to go out now and find a replacement for them? That's that's the big thing. And that's why I'm glad Brian's here because he's the books guy. He's the numbers guy on, on the show. And so let's first talk about Justin School's role for this year or what we thought it was going to be. Because I don't have him in the starting lineup. Okay. But I, I, I know you had him playing a significant role for us this year. I had him playing the swing tackle. He should have been I, our swing I, I said he would beat out Sean Coleman and whoever else was trying to get that position. And and that's kind of the silver lining because we did have we do have Coleman on the roster and yep. he opted out last year and he was supposed to be the swing last year before he opted out. He was supposed to beat out school. That was the projection. And so I feel like we could potentially be in a good place even if school's not available, if we still have Sean if he's able to be the guy that we think he is, then we should be okay. If not, Fortunately, we also drafted uh, someone who can play tackle, and we still have McKivitz, whose primary college role was a tackle before we started using Matt Guard. So, I'm gonna make, several options. I'm going to make a note to come back and talk about uh, McKivitz uh, in the private chat, so you guys don't have to respond. But I'm just putting that in there. So we'll we'll come back to that later. So 
you had him as a swing tackle. Brian, you had him competing for the swing tackle or? No. Well, I had him winning the swing tackle just because I don't know where Coleman's at because he's been out for a year. Okay. So when I was doing my 53 projection, I had him as one of the, um, as the swing. Okay. So, you know, I, I don't know that he was going to win the swing tackle job from uh, Coleman because this team seems to really, really like Sean Coleman. Mm-hmm. They've had multiple opportunities to just walk away from him, and they they just won't do it. So, and as a matter of fact, look at this. Look at this. When's the last time he actually played in the game? He's been on rosters. He hasn't even played a game for the 49ers. Right. So it's interesting that and, and Justin School has. That's why I felt like yeah. he would win out that position. You know, I agree. John Coleman was brought in to see, well, hey, let's really see what you got. You know what I'm saying? Let's see what you got. And so show me what you got. And then uh unfortunately, he's gonna get a chance to show the 49ers what he has. Like, <laughs> like you know, and I think that that gives the 49ers time um to do whatever they're going to do financially. And if they have to open up space to replace that, you know, at least it's not something that I think that they have to do this week. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, school's out. We got to go find another swing. They have multiple people that are currently on this roster who could potentially fill that position. That's the brighter side though, Brian. Uh, Sorry. I didn't come in with the negativity today. I came in with the brighter side. (laughs) No, that's nothing wrong with that. That's actually the brighter side to look at it. I mean, that's the optimistic side. Listen, it's early. (laughs) <laughs> and so, listen, Kyle has time and players are going to get cut and there's going to be people we can probably pick up being that is happening early. So, yes, there's the brighter side. That's a good good point. Absolutely. And Shelton, we are going to get to this as to some of the reasons why all these injuries are happening in, in a later segment on the show. Uh, we're going to question the why we are. We are going to question the why. So we're going to get back to it. I promise. All right. But thank you for the contribution. We appreciate it. Uh, and again, shout out to everybody in the chat. Look at Brian getting some love. You got flame emojis coming from Melissa, man. Let's go. Let's go. She, she knows she's worth talking. So, she's and, I, and our, our, our resident Ram fan is back in the building. <laughs> yep. I, it wouldn't be a good show without the Rams guy in here stirring up the chat and and talking shit. So it's pretty cool. Um, all right, so <laughs> let's let's keep it moving here. We have so that's that's Sean. Uh, I mean that's just in school. Um, so now we talked about him being the swing tackle, but Brian, you kind of brought it to where I was going next. We might not have to sign anybody to replace him this year. Do we agree with that? Do I, cause I agree with that. Yeah, potentially. I don't, I think that right now we don't have to, I think that we're in a position that unless somebody, one of those other four guys doesn't show up, then you have to go look for one. But I think the chances of one of those four guys showing up to be the swing tackle I think that we'll find who we need on the team. I'm hoping anyway, because I'd prefer not to spend any more money at that position. All right. And Breezy, you you agree with that? We don't need to find a replacement for him right now? Yeah, I mean, I think we're pretty, I think we're pretty stacked. You know what I'm saying? With the offensive line pieces, can McKivitz play that if he needs be? I don't know. I'm not really sold on Colton McKivitz. Um as of now, but like I said, we do have Sean Coleman. That that would be the insurance plan or policy for a guy like Justin School, who was also an insurance policy for our starting uh, tackles, right? And so, like, at least you do have another swing that you can swing on into the lineup. Right. He shouldn't skip a beat. Hey, do you guys, you guys have droids or iPhones? 
I have a droid for my personal and then a, a an iPhone for my work phone. So on the droid, do you all right? So you know how they have like that assistance where you can say, Hey Google, and then it starts listening to whatever you're saying. So like right. Does that does that change the permissions where like your phone is permanently listening to everything you're saying, waiting for that command? I don't know. I just activated it. My phone keeps lighting up. I don't I turn. I, yeah, I keep my stuff as basic as possible. I just because I don't need it. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Cool. You do All a right. lot of stuff when you're driving, so you need more of that voice to you know phone interaction. I, I drive very safely. Work in case you're watching. But yes. Yeah. I, no, I but I'm saying like you just spend a lot of time phone. in the car, so that makes more sense yeah. for you to do that than you know using the the Bluetooth or whatever. Or the. Yes, sir. You're absolutely right. Okay, so. <clears throat> back to back to the 49er stuff. Sorry about that. Uh, this is the next one here. Uh, this one, uh, this was the first tweet I saw this morning talking about it. 49er safety Tavarius Moore ruptured his Achilles at practice on Monday and will miss the entire 2021 season. The former third round pick started eight games last season. San Francisco signed Tony Jefferson on Monday. Um, you know, we didn't get the chance to do the breaking news for it, but part of it was going to be was this a reaction to an injury? Well, we have our answer. It was not. We actually have confirmation that it was not a reaction to the injury. They signed uh, more in the morning. Jefferson. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Thank you. They signed Jefferson in the morning and more tore his uh, Achilles in the afternoon during practice. So uh, that was not a reaction. It looks like some good well, I can't say good. See, I, I, I so Jefferson's got a voodoo doll in his hotel room. Is that what you're saying? No, man. <laughs> I, I think I I believe Jefferson was signed for. I I really thought Jefferson was signed for Jaquiski Tart. There like, you go. There you go. Like, exactly. <laughs> like you know, you know, it's it's you know, we talked about this on the show last night, man. It's just like as much as I really like this kid, and I feel like he healthy is the best at that strong safety position that we have on the roster. Him healthy is the best. He's not He's not a ball-hawking, strong-hawking. He's not going to get you a bunch of interceptions, but he is best when it comes to covering tight ends, covering uh, running back. Like, he's just good. Like, he's he's that guy. But, God, Lord, man, he's another guy. He's another guy that can't stay healthy, man. And so I felt like him with his turf toe injuries or whatever, they just say toe. They don't say his turf toe. They say his toe. I don't know if turf has been confirmed, but we do know he's got some bad toes. Oh, you're so, talking about tart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about tart. And so with tart having these toe injuries, and when they signed Jefferson, I'm like, oh, okay, they're gonna let you know they're gonna let tart kind of like chillax, and then they get hit with the whammy and losing tart's backup, <laughs> right? Because right. I still don't think Tavarius Moore would have been a starter. I know a lot of people like him, but he still struggles with communication and I, I still don't think he has that part in his game set yet. All right. So I guess we already have our answer to this, but. Uh, you have my answer to it. <laughs> so I, I had him third behind Harris. For at the Tars position. Yeah. I, I um, think they utilize him differently. I, I still. And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I really like Tavares more when we're in dime coverage. He only has one thing to zone in on, and he does it really well. Then when you put him in cover three, and then he's just lost in the sauce, right? And so Harris 
Yeah. Whatever. Third is third works. That I I have him above Harris. I think. But again, I see them on different packages because right. when you got that, Harris is going to be in on a run packages, you know, getting from sideline to sideline and, and doing those things. And so that I see them playing safeties different. Okay. All right. I like, I, I don't know why. I, I, I like Harris. I just feel like he, he also takes poor angles too. Yeah. But and coverage. No, 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 no. You, that's, that's true. But he how does plays. he get better? Well, he's well, got to he, play, and, right. and and also Harris finds ways to make plays. But yes, that's, you know, that's what you, I really like. Him. But you know, what we're not talking about Tavarius more in special teams, and he's been a hell of a gunner, right? And so now we're losing that, and that's a problem. Unless who's that wide receiver we got? Sheffield. Unless he's a gunner. Yeah, Sheffield. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Trent. Sean, thanks for the contribution, man. I got you. Sean, brother. What's going on, family? Go ahead, Breezy. Take this one away, man. Sean, my man, Sean. We don't want to get started on days or years. Someone took a picture of Mike with the flash, and he thought it was light. <laughs> it was a Polaroid. You guys nah, think it's Kyle? I felt like, the heat. It must have been one of those old ones where they hold up the flash. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, the old school saloon <laughs> joints. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, he he yeah, just to get back to our safeties, man. <sighs> Jimmy Ward is definitely what we want him to be be interception guy. Nah. But he he does like to tackle. He's in there on the runs. This little guy's in there. And 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 you know what? He's not trying to get beat deep. He's not giving up the plays. He's playing his job. When him and Tart is on the field, I swear they're the best safety tandem in football. Like and I know we don't see Say it, it again. Say it again. When Tart and Ward is on the field, this is not a Homer thing. This is not because I'm a Niner fan. Just go watch them to play. They have some type of language where they communicate certain way and they know where to be. Like, and, and so Think that's how long they were been playing together, you know? And, and that's my point. They have right. this innate connection, right? And so Jimmy Ward has been lax, not lackadaisical, but his gameplay has been a little off when Tart's not playing. I, I don't know if you noticed that. Like, it's not the same. Then it's like he has to be the leader out there and tell people where to be. He just ain't it. He just don't have that in him. He's just a great player. Not everybody could be a leader. And that's why I think losing Richard Sherman, not losing him, but not, you know, losing the free agency, obviously, I think that's going to hurt um, because of that, you know, not being, ha- not having guys lined up. I mean, I, yeah, he's slow, and yeah, he he's he's gonna get burnt in certain coverages, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? You put some speed guys on him, but he definitely knew where to place those guys. Let's hope that you know these guys have improved in the offseason. They gotta just stay healthy. All right, Brian, you got we want to add anything to that? No, I mean I I had talked about it, I think probably in our chat, you know, weeks ago when I was throwing out a scenario about Julio and stuff like that. And you know, I did talk about potentially bringing Sherman back as one of our safeties. Um, but I don't, I, I just don't think that given our current roster that, that the 49ers are in a position to do that. Like, I don't, I just don't see them doing it. And I don't know that Richard's willing to switch yet. He has said in the past that he would be at some point willing to do that. Um, but I I'm with Brian. don't know that he's there yet to I, I his, his, his ego is like, I'm still a cornerback. I'm still one of the best. And, Wow. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even know well. if that's ego. 
Brian, I just think he likes the, he was drafted as a cornerback and he wants to play cornerback. Yeah. <laughs> like like right. same the same like, way. Like Ward. <laughs> yeah, you said the words right. I'm like, they pay me to play free safety. I'm going to play free safety. So right, right, right. <laughs> and so I think that's just where he is until his mindset snaps and says, Hey man, if I want to play in this league a little bit longer, maybe I'll switch over here. Uh, we did see him play it though, and that's a good thing. So he does have that on his film. Right. Um, you know, but like, you know. Richard Sherman's probably not going to be back anytime soon. Um, and he probably won't get picked up by any team anytime soon. But when in something happens, I guarantee you he'll be one of the first on the block to get called. Yeah, I think that uh, they said he wasn't looking for anything until training camp. Wow. See? He got time. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. But the, the, the Tavarius Moore injury sucks. It's a blow. Um, and we we have to... As 49er as 49ers fans, we have to just be like same shit different day or whatever that comment is. Like whatever that is. I, at the end of the day, that's what it is. We should already be prepared. Mm-hmm. We need to put on our scar faces, no pun intended, and start just singing be prepared because we just already know that we're going to do we don't the only thing is we don't know who is going to be. Right. And so how how weird is it that Tavarius Moore has the same injury Richard Sherman suffered that ruptured Achilles? And that and that's I think that's worse than the ACL because when that rubber band in your oh yeah, <laughs> that when that joint pops, that's tough to come back from. Well, right. And it's the single, you know, your your Achilles is, is a tendon. It does it's one thing doing it's, one, you know, one job, right? That's, that's it. Essentially it. But in the knee, you have you know, you got ACL, PCL, MCL <clears throat> that are all doing different things to hold that knee together. And and while we use our knee in a different myriad of ways, um, you can still be functional, um, not as a professional athlete, but you can still be functional until you get that thing fixed. Whereas an ACL, you forget about it. You know, you got to You're going into a boot until that thing's healed. You know? Yeah, I agree. I see Sherpain. That's that's a kind of that's a kind of actually a cool name. Um, it's not a bad way to see anything. I'm just ex- I just understand that injuries are going to happen. I mean, maybe you should try that. Like that's what football is. It's not What does Mike say about football? Football is what? 100% injury guarantee. 100%. Right. And so I do agree they have to figure out why these injuries are happening, but you can't fix injuries. Like they they right. they take time and they happen. Like you just don't know when. And so you just have to be prepared. If the 49ers aren't prepared, then they won't go and grab death pieces, right? So isn't that a way of them being prepared? Or am I wrong? Like, that's that's a way of them saying, hey, we're going to go get this guy yeah. just in case something happens because we need to be prepared. Right. So you injuries stack, are back that yeah. roster with the best players you can find available, you know. With and the money that you got, right? You got to factor, in the, factor we were, in the money. When we were talking about Sherman, part of that is he is a smart guy, right? And yeah, we're but, all, all vets right now are signing minimum $850,000 contracts. But if he waits until training camp and somebody else gets hurt, now you have to pay me, team. You have to give me a little bit more money in order for me to come because I'm not coming for vets minimum. You know what I'm saying? So him holding off could just be a financial ploy for himself. You know, because what his wife give him? Three more years is what she said he could play? Yeah, she was probably lying, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, he needs but to pick shoes so he can make those that money, you know? And I don't blame him for that at all. They, uh, I don't, I, yeah. I, yeah, they sh- they shouldn't be happening in OTAs, but you know, I don't know. It's like you gotta you gotta talk to the players, man. What are the players doing? You can't blame practice for an injury. 
It's not the injury didn't cause the practice. Something happened on the field with the player body. There's so right. many factors that well, cause I mean, injuries. You think about some of the players. I mean, you take Hurd for granted. He was doing, or as an example, like when he tore his ACL after the back stuff. He wasn't even. He was doing light jogging on the sideline when it happened. I mean, it's not, not like he was out there doing high reps or got tackled wrong or you know whatever. It wasn't a high impact activity. It was just going about his daily routine that was being monitored, you know, by a training staff. And well, and that's going to go back to hey, Callie. Thanks for the contribution, really quick. This was a response to Breezy. Uh, he says, I think Maiden and Hufunga can possibly fill Moore's role on special teams. I thought this was a really good comment here. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a, yeah, the team has made a concerted effort to go out and get more guys to, to play these roles. So it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. But, Brian, this, what you're talking about now is going to take us all the way back to what that other contribution was. I told Shelton that we would get back to it. Uh, he said, what if it's the practice field? Yeah. You know, we, what, we, if, what if, F all that, what if it's the fact that they just need to go back to San Francisco? Because we've been seeing injuries ever <laughs> since they moved to Santa Clara. And correct me if I'm wrong, not even just on the practice field. Think about the first year when they moved to Santa Clara and people was getting hurt. Like it just hasn't been a good move or transition. I don't, then they resided the field, they changed stuff up. Remember? Yeah, they went through, I think, four fields in a year or something crazy like that. I, I, I remember that. It's something about the move. So it's just a practice field, guys. And and, and, and it's <laughs> they got a, these players, man. I, part of it, I feel like, has to come with their daily diet. A lot of players are looking to be lean and quick and faster and things like that. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that they got to be big and bulky because a lot of football players back in the day weren't even big and bulky. They just, they just worker men. <laughs> they were just different. But um, I, I just think a lot of players play and, and I mean, diet differently. And I think that could be affecting their stuff, man. I keep, I always go back to a running back named Arian Foster, yo. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being vegan. He was probably one of the greatest non-great running backs of all. He was great. I thought he was going to be break mad multiple records, but because of his dieting, I just don't think he was healthy enough to play football. You know what I'm saying? And I just think that's part of it. I think their diet is part of it, along with the field. I think that's part of it, too. So many factors we just don't know. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Um I want to I want to take it back to the practice field versus the playing field because isn't the practice field like natural grass? So is the playing? Oh, yeah, no, the playing field isn't. I I don't know. I don't remember. I'm not I'm not sure. I think they got some kind of like turf thing, kind of right. It's not complete turf. It's like it's something weird that we play on, but the practice field is more grass, like what's happening at MetLife Stadium, isn't it? I could be wrong, but like I, I don't know. I, I mean, know. or is it something in the water in Santa Clara, like Breezy was alluding to? I'm, I'm listening. I know, I know this is funny, right? But like, it's got to be something in the water because though. when they're taking their ice baths and all that stuff, that's literally the water that they're soaking themselves in, right? And that could be going into their pores, and it could be weakening them. <laughs> I don't know. I right. don't know. Unless they get their ice from San Francisco and they drive. <laughs> And they're traveling on ice trucks. I don't know. I know people import water from Jersey, like pizzerias all around the country. 
import water from Jersey because they say it makes the dough taste and react better, right? So like you hear all the time, people say like New Jersey has the best pizza. And I'm not just saying that I'm a New Jersey guy. That's just something that I remember because I'm a Jersey Con guy. Connecticut definitely has the best pizza, but um, no, I get where you're going. <laughs> I lived there. No, <laughs> so you you just ate at the no, he ate, he ate at the wrong places. He ain't live where there was pizza. So, so Brian did not live in the pizza cap, uh, capital of the United States. When I was in New Haven, when I was in New okay, London. Where, where where in New Haven did you eat? In New London, that's there's Mystic Pizza out that way. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's different. Yeah, that pizza was me. trash anyway. Yeah, I would but agree with you. Breezy probably eats at a place that imports water from New Jersey. And that's I, why. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. But should, the pizza still I'm serious. If you, hey. you, you know I'm going to go. I'm going to go. All you got to do is call. Are I'm going go, to go to Peppy's. I'm going to be like, yo, where y'all get y'all water from? They can be like, yeah. water? <laughs> yeah, I want to know which water y'all use to help make y'all dough. Oh, it's from Jersey. If they say that, Mike, I will buy you a pizza. Let's go. That's what I want to hear right nice. here. Let's go. I love pizza. It makes me blow. Me too, bro. Happy, but you know, not me. Weird. Not me at all. Pizza's no? the one thing I can eat, and I won't gain weight. It's weird. Oh man, no, the cheese. It's just, it's just the yeah, cheese. I won't, I won't gain weight either because it's going right through me with that juicy <laughs> cheese. <laughs> I got you. The lactose. I'm with you. Speaking oh, of lactose, yeah. I had ice cream today, guys. So I don't know how much longer I'm gonna last on this <laughs> show, on, bro. Listen, it was so gut. hot, but that ice cream was good. It was butter crunch, yo. Oh man, it was good. No, to be honest, I don't remember the name of that place because it was like 2003. It was someplace close to the Yale Hospital, though, because we were we walked there from the hospital. Nah, there's no. Oh, you went to Yorkside Pizza. That's not good pizza. I don't know. I just, yeah, like yeah. I said, it was like 2003, so 18 years ago. Yeah, that 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 that's not that's not great great pizza. You had to go a little bit further to get the good pizza, but there's some spots. Trust me. Matter of fact, if you were on my Facebook, I posted a crazy dope spot called Ernie's. I saw that. Listen, I, man, I ain't had pizza since. I'm still full from that pizza, bro. It was mushroom and, and, and sausage. Oh my god, Nick, what up? What up, boys? Chilling. Nothing, nothing, nothing. You all right over there, Nick? He get, he got to get the camera set up, man. He got to get the. Oh okay, oh okay. I was I was off the screen, so last I saw, he had like a full black screen over here. Oh yeah, it was. He, well, because I had to turn man. I had to turn my light on in my truck. So. Got you. Okay. Well, drive safely out there, man. How, how's it going, bro? It's going good. Heading home finally. So, why are we getting so many injuries, Nick? Is it the water? Is it the practice field? <laughs> I'm so serious about the practice field thing now. Like this, I, I'm not. I can't shake this. Is it the practice field? Uh, I mean, how long they've been using that practice field? Since, since they, they got since there, Levi opened. Yeah, then that's when all the injuries started. Like Breezy said. Yeah. The SAP Did we perform the problem? The SAP Performance Center has been utilized since Levi opened, so I, it could it, it could be the field, Mike. You could be right. There's only one way to find out. Well, I mean, they blame the ramp at that first year. They're like, "Oh, this ramp is killing everybody." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I say that ramp. they, I say they open up the practice field to all the teams in California and let them come test it out. And if their players don't get injured, then it ain't the field. Yeah, I mean, you could look at you could look at the same way with the Jets and the Giants Stadium when we had so many injuries, and 
there was barely any other injuries in the NFL when they played there. So I don't. I that's don't why I'm saying I don't know if it's the field, Nick. That's that's my point. I just I think it's the diet and the conditioning and strengthening of these players. Well, and I said I said that the other day to Mike too, and, but that was more so for soft injuries. I mean, look, ACLs and Achilles ruptures. You know, those things. Those things are just yeah. in my that's wear and tear. Well, yeah, no, they're, they're and they're wear and tear too. Like they just yeah, gonna I mean, happen. Yeah, but I mean, you're we're talking about athletes that have been playing on a. You know, you're getting that wear and tear no matter what because they've been playing on that. You know, uh, stuff like that, as in beating up their body for so long. Yeah. Um, you know, and it just takes one little quick twist or turn or a wrong step to to pop your Achilles. You know, as well as an ACL or MCL injury. So. Um, but I do agree with you, Wayne, on the on the purpose of, you know, I said to Mike the other night, I believe it was on the show, I think we were alive, when I was saying that, you know, I blame, I don't blame this strength and conditioning staff for all these injuries when it comes to soft tissue injuries, because that is more so how you take care of your body, uh, what, what your intake is, how much water you're drinking, um, you know, just taking care of your body physically uh, as well as mentally as well. But ACLs and things like that, man, to me, those are more so fluke injuries as in like, you know, wear and tear. And then it just, it, it just happens. There's no stopping those, you know, there's nothing that you can do to intake on your body. Uh, you know, like I'm saying with water and things like that uh, to help prevent an ACL or an MCL injury or an Achilles rupture. Uh, things like that. So those things could be benefit. Uh, bene- uh, I don't want to say benefit, but uh, could be benefit. Well, no, could be to due to the fact of field play. Um, I, I'd have to go back and look at how many injuries we've we've actually sustained in training camps and OTAs and mini camps and uh, things like that because you know I, I think over the last two years. Um, we well, I guess we could go back four years, like Brian said, with the ramp. The ramp, we had a couple, uh, well, hamstring injuries. But to me, th- this team, I mean, what what is Justin School? He's what the third or fourth player to get an ACL in, in preseason. Well, in in you know prior to season starting, it's been more than that. Shit, I mean, if we're going, how how long you want to go back? It's been more than that. <laughs> well, I'm saying since Levi started ACLs. You had you had heard last year. Yeah, who? Heard. We had yeah, we heard. have one this year already. I swear there was two, three more. No, there, I there's, think there's, there's only, more than that. I think there's only been the the main injury that we've been having prior to preseason has been hamstring injuries. ACLs. Hey, we got those too. Right, that's what I'm saying, and and right. that, those. Those are injuries that I put on the player because that's not stretching enough. That's not drinking enough, you know, uh, fluid intake as in, you know, whether it be vitamin A, B, C, D, water, whatever it may be, those electrolytes, um, as well as water because, you know, your muscles need water, uh, you know, or they're tight. So, you know, that's why you see a lot of runners and athletes drinking a lot of water. Um, but, Mike, I don't, I don't know if there was any, you know – um, uh, Jarrett McKinnon was was 
that was a was that a pre, that was right before preseason, or was it in a preseason game? No, McKinnon was, McKinnon happened the last practice before week one. Right, the last practice before week right one. Right after so they he's, did cut down. Yes, it was so a day after cut down. <laughs> Justin School is two. Um, Jalen Hurd is three. Um, I don't know if I can think of anybody else that has had an ACL. No, what was uh, what was uh, what was Verrett's injury? Verrett was a hamstring. Oh, okay. Oh, and that was during the that was he had a hamstring injury that kept him out of the, the for the whole season. No, for pre- preseason. We're, I'm just saying injuries during preseason, before before oh. the season, not in preseason itself. I'm saying OTAs, mini camps. Because remember, they signed him to like the one year deal. He didn't play that year, and they signed him again. Remember, right. he, that's why he was so grateful for the team for sticking with him. Then he came in uh, that week three game when uh, Spoon got hurt. They pulled him right back out against the Steelers. That was the game we were all at. He didn't play the rest of that year. And then last year was his first year playing all year. So he did. He had two, right. two years, but I can't remember what it was his very first year here. Right. It, it was a hamstring. Both of them were hamstrings. <clears throat> I believe so. I believe they were both hamstrings. Um, and I can't even think of who else had a hamstring. Wasn't a. Uh, um. Didn't George Kittle had? Didn't George Kittle have a hamstring injury or a lower leg injury? Of some sort. Hello? I thought foot? it was a foot, foot injury. I think you got a foot injury. Jordan, bring me the remote for the lights on the uh, next time you come out. I here. think I think it was an ankle injury. I think you're right, Wayne. I think it was a foot injury. Um, but I can't think of anybody else who had ACLs prior to the season starting. Um, they're the only three. School, Justin School now. Jason or not Jason Brett, uh Justin School, uh, Jalen Hurd. And um, who was the third? I just oh, Jared McKinnon. All yo, all their names start with G's, bro. <laughs> oh shit! Here we go. <laughs> all the names start with J's. Because <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking like J, J, Jalen Hurd, Justin School, and Jared McKinnon. Jared McKinnon, yeah. Let me see. Hold on. Uh, Thomas happened during the year. That was ACL. Nick Bosa yep. happened during the year. Uh, who else was there? I know. I kept thinking about guys who were during the season. I like, was having a hard time pulling up yeah. names from the preseason. Yeah, right, I'm trying. that's what I'm saying. Because, I mean, we haven't had a whole lot. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, look, another J, ACL. <laughs> His was during um, the season, though. Yeah. Right. No, I'm saying that's what I'm saying. I can't think. I'm just trying to think of the during the season. Solomon Thomas, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, Nick Bosa. I, I mean, at the end of the day, one is uh, uh, it, it, like like Nick said, man, ACLs, they're going to happen. You just have to prepare like for when you have to be prepared for when they happen. That I think that's what my point. My point is you have to be prepared for these injuries because ACLs are going to to pop like 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 they're in your knee and they're just gonna go out when they're ready to there's right. no it's not like you go get an acl checkup <laughs> hey yo doc let me right. check out my acl my pcl my mcl my my dc whatever all the ac what else is it's not like you go to the doctors and get a checkout now some people do get their knees scoped and right that might be the checkup right there well, when they're getting make cleaned sure out, cleaned take out a look. Right. right 
You know what I'm saying? But I mean, cats aren't regularly right, going to do but that. There, but there's there's things that so when you go get a clean out or a scope, you know, you're having uh, prior pain of some sort. So they're doing an MRI and they see it and they say, oh, this could be cleaned up a little bit so that you don't get this injury. If, if yeah. you don't have any pain, you know, your your leg could be weak and you not really know it and just take the wrong step. I mean, I know guys who, you know, blown out their Achilles just stepping off a curb. Right. Yeah, like because you didn't plan to step that way. <laughs> right, right. Like, you just, you just don't plan right there. Yeah. So, Mike's not that's, on you again. Yeah, Mike, Mike. Oh, y'all can hear me again? Oh, yeah, yes. bro. Oh, I've been the whole time. Mike. We're trying to talk. And you're talking you're, over us. Over there bubbling your hookah away. You were bubbling. You bubbling, bubbling. told me I'm on the wrong mic, man. All right. Hey, real quick, just because Tony sent it out in the text. Um, so he said that they've always been at Santa Clara on that field. That's their headquarters. They've been using that field for a while. Maybe they changed the grass, but the facility is the same. And uh, so he, he says it. Well, he said Levi's Stadium is not not the issue. And they practiced at that facility for years. And so uh, they would go to Rockland for camp, though. So that was a different place, he said. So, okay, so Levi's not the issue. And so then the issue is just players' bodies wearing and tearing. It depends on which type of injuries we're talking about. And if we're talking about ACLs and, and ruptured Achilles, like those are going to happen depending on how much that yeah. player uses that knee. <laughs> There's only so much you can do for ligament and tendon type exercises and stretching, you know, um, and, and a lot of that is long-term, you know, if you're trying to get flexible, you know, like gymnasts, you know, that's not something that happens overnight, you know, but like Nick's saying, the muscle injuries that we've seen with groin pulls or hamstrings or those on the players, high ankle yeah. sprains, you know, or whatever with your, you know, those are those are things that are due to dehydration and lack of stretching and last, lack of preparation. That's a lot of that is on the players. Um, and like I said at the beginning of the show, I can't I can't really blame a second um, strength and conditioning team. Like if you had issues with the first one, I could understand that. And I'm not saying that a second team that comes in couldn't be messing up also. But I mean, they obviously went out and they said we have an issue two years ago. We need to replace this team. Went out and took recommendations and found the best team they could put together. And now we're having issues, you know, last season, obviously. And then we're seeing two players go down already or three. And uh, so, I mean, the, I can't, I, I personally can't blame the strength and conditioning coaches. I think I have to put a lot more of this on the players and potentially on Shanahan, just on how he runs his practices. Maybe there's something that we're not seeing or something that we don't hear about that he's doing differently that, other head coaches or other, you know, maybe it's not the head coach. Maybe it's like how the position coaches are running their little scenarios or something that's put an added strain on joints that other position coaches aren't doing around the league. All right. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I got a word I that might. I don't think. I'll... Go ahead, Nick. You're good. Oh, he froze. He's not good. He was no. good. Can you hear me? You're cutting in and out. All right, Nick's gone. Uh, I just got a text that my coworker is watching. So I want to say shout out to my coworker, Brittany. She is responsible for me getting this new job. She actually, we worked together at my previous company. She left like a year before me. And then they were looking for somebody. She was like, I got the perfect guy. 
And like, <laughs> she threw me right in there. I mean, she, she helped me pimp the system. Like, I don't want to say how, but she, she, she hooked me up. So shout out to Brit for watching. That's all. That was my little interruption there. Um, but we do have more 49er news to get to. Uh, when Nick clears up, we'll let him finish his point. Are you there? Are you there? He's still frozen. Was that me saying, are you there? Or did he? Okay, he's frozen. All right, so we reported on this uh, a couple shows ago. Uh, free agent tight end Michael Co- Pruitt is currently scheduled to travel today for his visit with the 49ers and work out Wednesday, per source. Now, this was the, uh, the same time we were working out uh, Delaney Walker. Okay. Well, the numbers came in. The Niners did sign Pruitt, and the numbers came in. And they're actually pretty significant. Looks like the 49ers really like Michael Pruitt. According to Over the Cap, he got 500000 of his base salary guaranteed and another $137,000 bonus, uh, cap number just under a million dollars. This is why the team passed on Delaney Walker. Hmm. And we always look at guarantees for certain players, especially the undrafted free agents and all. That's a, that's a significant amount of money for that's a guarantee, great. right? I mean yeah. – that's over 50% guaranteed. It's it's over 60% because of also the signing bonus, right? The sign the the bonus and the guarantee are those the same? Like is that is that 1375 inside the 500 or is that in addition to? No, cuz he got the signing bonus as separate from his base salary. Those are two separate numbers. So he got he got over 60% of that. I was going to say like over 60%. Right, 60%. Yeah, but it's not a lot of money. No, it's not a lot of money, but it is a lot of money for a guy you're just going to bring in that when we probably could have signed Delaney Walker for the 850 vet minimum and not had to guarantee a bunch of his money. So obviously, like the tweet said, you know, they obviously like the guy. Um, and that not concerning to me, but um, when you look at positional value, you know, we've gone with six wide receivers in the past along with four tight ends and four running backs. So if you're going to do that again, you know, you still, that means you're pillaging from somewhere else, right? Within the, usually the offensive side of the ball. So one of your offensive linemen, um, you know, cause I, I think that we were at, I think 27 and on the offensive side last year at the start and uh, 23 uh, on the other side, on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that it's going to be closer to 25, 25, maybe 26, 24 um, as far as how the roster gets, divided up but that's not concerning that they they gave him that money because like you said it's not a lot in the big scheme of things but it is a lot when you're just bringing a guy in because that almost puts him in a position where he just from his contract would surplant warner in a guaranteed roster spot well that's that's my point that that's my and that's my point like that's the whole that's the reason why they went and got this guy they got a guy that's supposed to be a great blocking tight end, right? That's what Warner is supposed to be. We right. saw Warner be lined up multiple times, had to be tell what to do last season. And so even though he was a rookie last year and he's not a rookie this year, they went and said, let's go ahead and invest in a guy that we don't have to necessarily probably set up, train, do all these different types of things. We'll guarantee him this money. And now Warner worked to get your spot, <laughs> like work. like And so th- this is that, that competition 
type thing. You know what I'm saying? That I feel like this is going to breed. Either this is going to make Warner a better tight end because he's going to have better competition for his specific types of skill sets. But you only use Warner and mainly on them goal line packages that, you know, sometimes uh, did we see any 13 personnel last year? I'm, I'm, I'm sure we will this year, you know. And I'm not in disagreement with anything that you're saying. It just concerns me because we we have a, a guy that we drafted who was a rookie last year without the mini camps and everything else, no training, you know. And so, like, I expected that they would have more time for him to develop this year. But unless you're guaranteeing you're keeping four people on this roster, well, it's Kittle, it's Dwelly, and then it sounds like it's going to be Pruitt. And, and, and potentially, you know, on the bubble is – is uh, uh, work. And, and on, the on the practice squad. There you no. go. And that was my next thing. And there you go. But That's then you got to make sure he clears waivers, you know? So yeah, because we people did, like we to tried that before. And now we got a guy sitting with the giants that could have been here. Mr. Yeah. King well, oh, but the difference is no one's seen Warner do anything. He hasn't caught a pass. <laughs> well, right. right? They would have to make sure they keep him out of the preseason games too. You know what I'm hey. saying? Yeah. So I want to, I want to read you guys their combine results. Because as much as I was excited about Delaney Walker, I'm going to be honest with you, this, Mike, this Michael Pruitt signing is exciting me a little bit more. All right? Now, I know combine results aren't everything. But just, they don't last. <laughs> right. But especially when someone's 36, 37 years old. Right. Versus, you know, Pruitt. So listen to this, right? 40-yard dash time for Pruitt was 4.58. 40-yard dash for Walker 4.55. Okay. Top speed for Walker was 17.98. Top speed for Pruitt was 17.86. They're like hairs, like the thinnest of hairs. 20 yard split for Pruitt, 2.7. 20 yard split for Walker, 2.67. But here's where it really counts because of how we use our tight ends. The 10 yard split. All right. So for Walker, his 10-yard split was 1.63 seconds. Pruitt is exactly 1.63 seconds. Vertical jump for uh, Delaney was 36 and a half inches. Pruitt is 38 inches. Uh, he he might be more explosive than Delaney Walker was. And he's younger. And he's significantly younger. Yeah, he's 29. Uh, do, you, do you need me to bring you in? or? Okay, I, I was going to say, I didn't know if you were, I didn't know what you were doing. Okay. My internet was acting stupid. Still, like you got a delay. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll catch up eventually. It'll catch up. It, it always does. So, <clears throat> I I don't know, man. I think I like this Pruitt signing, guys. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I think I really really like this signing, man. This is uh. <laughs> well, I think it makes the team stronger. You know, when you look at the depth of the roster, right? Obviously, mm -hmm. he's not he's not not going to surplant Kittle. He's not going to surplant, surplant Dwelly because those guys have different roles kind of the way I look at them anyway, you know, like, like Wayne was talking about being, you know, a pass receiving tight end versus a blocking tight end. And that's kind of like where Warner was. And so I'm not saying that he can't still be there. I'm just saying that it, it makes the roster better with the depth that we have at that position. Um, and, and with that money, obviously, you know, to me, I mean, cause I've used the, the argument before when you talk about Ro Rosen and, and uh, Sudfeld, I mean, when you talk about the 258,000 or whatever he's guaranteed out of his little contract, I'm like, that's nothing. That doesn't, to me, that doesn't say Rosen is going to not make the roster because Sudfield's making guaranteed money. Cause it's not that much money. But when you're talking about 
bringing in a tight end over a different tight end and paying him guaranteed money so that you get the guy that you want, that's telling me the team wants him and therefore someone else could potentially get bumped. I'm not saying that it will because they can still keep four tight ends. It's just going to have to rob some other position to do that. It's definitely something that we should keep our eyes on. Absolutely something we should keep our eyes on. Uh, I got two more things to discuss before we get up out of here. Uh, but one of them, is a, it's a rewind to something that we mentioned earlier in the show uh, about McKivitz. And I had a question for you guys. Do you think the Niners did him a disservice by moving him to guard? Rain, you want to go first? Um, I felt like when they when they drafted him, he was was he listed as a guard or a tackle when they drafted him? He was felt a like tackle he, when they drafted. I, like he was I think there was some projection that he would be a guard at the NFL level, but he was a tackle in college, and I think that that's initially what they brought him in here to do. I, I, it's possible they did him a disservice. It, it's highly possible they they want their guys to be kind of like versatile <laughs> you know you know what i'm saying i don't know if that's going to change but that seems like the kyle shanahan way and right uh, you know mckivitz didn't get a lot of you know he didn't get otas either so you're asking these guys to come in here and learn how to play a different position it's not going to be as as easy as we think we had a veteran that couldn't do it either so like <laughs> we worried about a rookie that couldn't do it well Brunskill struggled at playing center, uh, even though he's a guard and probably a better swing tackle. Like he should be our swing tackle, right? Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore, but he's our um, he's our backup center now. Right. And that's my point. Right, exactly. But they had to they had to go through the, the bumps and bruises and the and the growing pain. So it's possible, you know what I'm saying, that. It, it right. it's a disservice. It's definitely a possibility, especially if that's not his strength. You, when you draft people, you want to put them where they're strong and then have them learn as they go, right? I feel like the 49ers look at at least the best position group, right? You look at you want to have versatility across the line as much as possible. And like you were talking about, right? And so I don't know that it's necessary. I wouldn't say it's ever a disservice to train someone else at a different position or make sure that they're functional because you never know you only got 53 spot 55 if they do that this year get on you know, the team how you, you can. gotta make sure that you know if you you, you know you want to move people around they went ahead and drafted mckivitz when they still have mcglinchy you know they had um garland at center Brunskill they thought was going to be their guard there and then tomlinson and you know we brought in williams to replace staley so they already had a solidified line which gave mckivitz the time i think to or he has the time they, to, for them to develop him and wherever they want him to fit. You know, if they think his best fit is at guard, then they get, you know, it's not a disservice, but even if they think it's tackle training him and teaching him how to be a guard at the NFL level is going to be beneficial to the team in the long run, no matter what. Bam. I think it would be beneficial to both the team and him. Right. Well, well, it would be a disservice to him because like if okay fi financially right because if the team says well you're a guard and he has to, he's looking to go get paid but he plays tackle like how, how does he get paid like what does he get paid as because tackles make more money and well, so I think, like i think that some of that comes down like if you were the starting tackle that's one thing if you're a backup swing yeah, we, utility tackle guy who's could play multiple positions 
Okay. And I think that you're going to get paid less regardless if you're the guard or the tackle. Right. But doesn't you get drafted? You want to start at some point, right? You want to prove that you can be a starter. Right. That's his job to go out there and do that. But unless until he can take Mike's job from him or Trent's job from him, that's just not going to happen on this team. <laughs> that's fair. Now, I just I looked up how the team listed him when they drafted him. I thought okay. they listed him as a guard, but I and could be wrong. No, it says round five, Western Virginia offensive tackle. Okay. That's what he was coming out of college was a tackle. I mean, and I think that I think there was a lot of you know uh, media out there who projected for him to be a guard. I'm wrong. They okay. they so they did draft in the picture that they put up, they put offensive tackle, but when they announced it, they said offensive lineman. Because he's kid. versatile. Yeah, they're gonna yeah. they were gonna try it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds okay. like they didn't have a solidified position when they drafted him. They just like because he was the golden helmet kid, right? So they just looked at him as an upgrade for the offensive line, regardless of where he played. Okay. All right. All right. I like it. Now, uh, on Sunday, Nick and I did an impromptu show uh, where we just did a question and answer segment, and we said that we were going to make up to the faithful for not doing a show on Thursday. And so what we did was we had an open floor question and answer uh, segment, and we said that the person who had the best question voted on by the faithfuls, the viewers and all, uh, would get something from us. Okay? So it is time to announce the winners. I can't do a drum roll, but uh, there it is, there it is, there it is, there it is. Boom! We had a tie, believe mm. it or not. We had a tie. Uh, Emsley382 and Mello. Now, Wayne and Brian were not there, so I'm going to ask you guys their questions. Oh, goody. And I want to get your guys' answers, okay? <laughs> so the one question was um, who had – if okay, a voodoo lady comes to you and says – we guarantee the 49ers will win the Super Bowl this year, but you can't watch any of the games. Ever? For the this year. year. For, For the, the year. year. <clears throat> so that includes the playoffs and Super Bowl. Can't watch any of it. Are you now, can I listen to it? Well, see, that's exactly what I said. Isn't that what I said, Nick? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I said. And I also said, can I just watch the replays? So that's what I was like. You know what I mean? Like I think he, like I think it, the person just meant live. To be fair, if if it meant that the 49ers were going to win a Super Bowl, I would wear a fucking blindfold the entire season, because I don't like I want to enjoy it and watch it. But if you could guarantee trophy six for this team, I will so gladly sacrifice my year watching football. I don't know, man. I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of with you, Nick. Because what's the point? Right. Like, What's the point? You don't you even get to it. I can go back and watch it later if I yeah, have but you're to. not going to have the same, you're not gonna, you're not gonna have the same satisfaction, yo. Yeah. You, you know, won't be able to react. Three million other fans to... will. And I'm not about just me. It's about the everybody, you know? Nah. I'm with I you, can't say. The whole The whole purpose of, of, of a team winning a Super Bowl is for you to be a part of it. Like, that's the whole purpose of being a fan. And so, like, not to be able to celebrate when every – so you're going to go out there and celebrate something that you didn't see? Good luck, man. I, I will. If that, that if that's what it took to get them to – if I was guaranteed for nah, them to that's win that's not Google, no sacrifice. I will that's part, trash. I will party after the game, after every win they get, and after they get the Super Bowl too. That's just my opinion. I, I would wholeheartedly support that. 
Wayne, because I'm with you a, on this, bro. I can't no, do it. As I'm a fan, you that. still you still get to talk the same trash. And people don't know that you didn't watch it. That's a deal. Nah, that you, you, can't, you can't talk trash if you didn't watch it. What the? F- yes, the hell I can. If I get if I miss a game because I'm working and we blew somebody out, I'm damn sure talking trash. Part remember when we were discussing this. I was like, you're missing so- 17 games plus four more. That's torture, bro. Games. I mean, if you could live with that, then that's on you. But for trophy six, I can live with it. Let's do it. <laughs> look, 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 let's go. Look at them giving Brian some love. Let's go, V. Let's go. Oh, well. That's right. Well, That's I ain't right. got to love me. Right. I don't care. Like, I'm not missing See, I don't game. agree with that. True Niner. Like, I don't agree with that. Like, <laughs> I, I disagree with it too, Nick. I mean, I, I'm I, a straight true Niner because I don't want to miss any games. That I don't want to miss it either. But if it meant that we get another trophy and three million plus fans get to see it happen, and I'm the only one that has to miss out, I will sacrifice you. Exactly. I, I'm but, right there with you, bro. Like lockstep, like I'm, I am right there with. To be you. fair, I spent years on submarines, missing every fucking game of the season anyway. So, it, well, then it, you, so you, that's you, you normal. You do, I mean, you right, abnormal. I would much me. rather watch it, but if it mm-hmm. meant that we got a six trophy, I'm all about being the guy that's not getting to watch the game. I can watch other football games. <laughs> it didn't say football it, altogether, right? It, no, then it, then it, it won't be. Uh, then the it won't be. Oh yeah, you got six rings. How many I mean, are you alive for? Then, It'll I, be if, if I could. I, if I could watch Red Zone, I'm good. I don't and have. Like, I'm a Niners fan. I don't have a goddamn ring. You know, I don't. That's why I gave uh, Eric so uh, right so much credit because he's he's been there, done that, got a ring. You know, it was like. To me, I'm just a fan, and I love every piece of it. But if we could guarantee a sixth, then yeah, I'll, I'll be happy to stand. My wife probably be happy about it too. <laughs> I don't know. It, and then it it would be it would go from how many of those were you alive to see to how many did you actually watch? Well, to be fair, I mean, there was many games when I was younger that I got to be part of the. The playoff, all of them. I was a part of every playoff run that they have ever won or lost the Super Bowl. I've been alive for all of them. Yeah, me too. You know? And old enough to understand and watch them. Yeah. You know, because I was born in 76. No, I'm so saying, I mean, I was little, but I never saying, got to go to a game when I was, you know, I didn't get to see any of that stuff in person. I'm just right. saying that. Um, I just wouldn't feel like I'm part of the six. Like, I, I, I would feel like I missed out on being a part of it even though i know i'm still a fan but it just it would, would be hard different. i mean because okay, like, I mean, it's fresh in our memory i'm thinking like season night 2019 right two years ago like as hyped I, as everything was i would be so pissed to miss I, that stuff but if i knew that i had a deal with a voodoo lady that said if you don't watch a single four downers football game i guarantee they're going to win a ring i'm just going to sit over my quiet corner nobody has to know i'm missing shit and Right, because how you know the voodoo, how you know the voodoo lady not lying? Hey, that's a deal with the devil, bro. Like that's just what it is. You got if 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 they if they give you a guarantee and you're gonna, it's it's all hypothetical, but that's what it is. If the right, deal, right. that's the deal. And are you? I don't. I don't well, then I don't trust the voodoo lady because I think the voodoo lady lying. Right. <laughs> the, the, the group chat. Yeah, she is a Saints crazy. fan, so. <laughs> right. the, the, the group chat's gonna be going crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna know what's happening as it's happening. You can't right. avoid it. It's, it's, I'm gonna come on the show. You know how hard it is. You know, no, 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 no. It's, it's so y- y'all talking mad nonchalant. You know how hard it is to miss a game, and I'm sitting there in the group chat because I gig, so I I miss games on Sundays. 
And you know how hard it is for me to sit there and be like, and then I got to sit there and ask y'all what happened, and y'all don't really want to repeat the shit. So like, don't so don't act like this is an easy freaking peasy question, yo. This That's ain't a lemon squeezy question. To, to question. me, y'all need to y'all need to this shit to changes. Think about it. This shit changes when it's in season and the team is doing good. Your ass is not going to be able to stay away from the TV. I don't give a they, shit what any of y'all say. They I never can. said the team was doing good. We could we could go from a wild card spot and win it all. They never said the team was doing good. They never said anything about the record. The guarantee was that we win the Super Bowl. If you don't guarantee watch the game all season, guarantee. Right. But that's what I'm saying. So I'm when you're watching. in the playoffs and shit, you're hearing shit. You are not going to be and be sitting there having a TV at your access. You are not going to not be able to turn it on. I, I would 100% do this for the Celtics too, Omar, for the simple fact that I would not watch another Celtics game if they can win a championship. Plus, football, there's not as many games. Wait, so, you said you would – wait, 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 wait. Uh, I would do this for the Celtics. But not for the 49ers? Because football, there's not that many freaking games, though. Like, I know it's 17 weeks, but they don't play like three or four or five games a, a week. They play once a week. Like, it's like – you're missing. So you're sacrificing significantly more – for the Celtics, which is, you which are is the Niners. because I I like football more than I like <laughs> basketball. Okay, all right. I guess I get that. Okay, I I I get that aspect because if someone said that, and about guess what? Every time your ass makes a deal with the devil, there's something bad that comes. There's, there's another piece you missing out that, on the payment. That's the bad part is not watching the game. We we know the details. You know that's no, not that's what the bad part is in the contract. There's like there's something Bro, else bad. I mean, you watch enough movies, you know that doing a deal with the devil. If I do it for self-sacrificing reasons, then I get away with it. It's like you get off the get off the hook. And and in that deal, you probably you're gonna lose Trey Lance for the year. You're gonna look, like some stuff will happen. In that deal, but you'll get your Super Bowl. Where is Melo? I need Melo in this chat. Because <laughs> was Melo the ask, one that asked this question? Melo the, the one that asked this question, and <clears throat> I want to know if we can listen to him live. That's what I want to know. Right, I've listened yeah. to the games I, I, on the radio, and it's just fine. Like you, well, they do Mello, a great job. That doesn't thing. open any question. What, Ryan, what was the other question? Because I got a question. You, I got I a am, question that that was asked that I want to ask you guys. Go ahead, ask it. Well, wait, hold on, wait. Well, so, get to the last question. Get to the question. I've grilled while listening on Sirius and have enjoyed it just Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes even more. It's sometimes better because more. of the anticipation. Exactly. Right. Like, you're listening, like you're hanging on to what they announced. Like you watching it is one thing, right? You can see the plays coming out and all that stuff. But like listening to the, oh, he's going to get set. Oh, no, he didn't. Like, oh, yes. Yeah, like <laughs> your emotions are so much higher. Like I'm telling, bro, I'm, I'm on it. I, but I want to know what Melo, I, I wanted to know if he, if he would explain, but he's not in here. So the other question the other question was from uh, Imsley382, and her question was this. And this this question, Nick and I really went back and forth here. Who is the most overrated player on the 49ers roster? Currently on the roster? Yes. Who is the most – and the oh, reason no, no, why no, this was no, tough no. – Was it – Her Yeah, her question was who's the most overrated player on the team? Oh, okay, yeah. I was mixing the other question because I thought that other question was really good. Um, And so the reason why it was a tough question and Nick and I were – because, one, you automatically sound like you're about to trash a player. But that's not what the question is. The question is who's the most overrated player. So I want to know what your guy's answer was to that. And while you guys are thinking, I'm going to read Sean's contribution here. He says, me too, Brian, 71. That's the year he was born, I'm assuming. What I dislike – is all this talk about safeties being good. 
What do y'all know about Ronnie Lott? The best ever. Then Hicks, Fuller, Brooks, Hanks, McDonald, Waymer, Max. Listen, that I, I know a lot about all of them, Sean, but there's a different but, game. <laughs> it's a completely different game. Completely Ronnie different Lott, game, man. Ronnie Lott would be like uh, Deshaun Golton on the on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He didn't last long. He got that big ass contract, and they changed the rules about contact over the middle. And all of a sudden, he wasn't worth it. I don't even think he played two years there, did he? No. Like he got all the. You, you guys remember they flew him out? Like they they. I remember. Like that was a big deal for Deshaun Golton. He got a huge contract, and he just couldn't stop getting penalties. For playing the same, the reason they signed him, playing right. that way, he ended up losing so much money because of all the penalties and fines and all that stuff. It was just, it wasn't. It's a different, it's a different game. It's a different game. Ronnie Lott, yes, love him, right? Would not be able to play the way he played in today's football. So when we say Jimmy Ward and and Tart are the best safety duo, we're talking about today's game. We're talking about today's game. All right, that 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 was just my little take on that. Um, but I want to know your guys' answer for the most overrated player on the team. Not overpaid. Where to yeah, go? See, that's that's part of the not, problem. Not is overpaid. Start, overrated. But when you you look at when you look at our current roster, there's a lot of guys who are definitely underrated. Um, and then, like I said, like like you were just saying, I didn't want to get it twisted about being overpaid. Because I'm going to say a name that a lot of you three probably are going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> but so, but because he sacrificed and came back for a lesser amount, I can't say he's necessarily overrated. But me personally, I would have moved on from Shark. I would have replaced Kwan Williams. I think in the slot position, I think that there's probably players who are just as capable that we could have gotten. Do I love having him on this team? Yes, but at, when I look at this current roster – and when I don't think about Kittle and his money versus what he does or Armstead and the money versus what he does and I or D Ford and his injuries, when I just look at a player who's actually played for this team and could have been replaced by someone cheaper and potentially younger, to me, that Kwan Williams is, is the guy. That's crazy because I think he's one of the most underrated players on me the team. Me too. Because I don't think, think he gets a lot how- more. Well, I think he gets a lot of credit. Not necessarily he's not due, but I think that he gets a lot of credit for a job that someone else could have done for cheaper and potentially younger. Oh, let's go, B. And this is why this is such a good question because the way people process the overrated part is great. Like Nick, you said that I thought you you said I thought you thought I was gonna say Kittle. Kittle. Yeah. Right. And I, I don't think Kittle's overrated at all. I think he's overpaid. And I and I actually went into it on the show. Yeah, I wasn't going to touch Kittle because I think Kittle is the best at his position when he's on the field and every aspect of what he's asked to do. So I don't think he's overrated. I think the praise that he gets, it's, it's just, I think it's due. So I don't think he's overrated. I think that we didn't have to reset the, the tight end market the way that we did, but right. that's, that's separate. So I didn't, I didn't include financial uh, breezy. I got, I got to get your answer. Cause you, I can, don't know. You yeah, this is a tough, no, a it's tough a, question. It's a tough question. <laughs> Um, I, it's, it's, it's really tough, man. I like, I, I see a lot of people saying Eric Armstead. I, I it's hard for me to say. But they're, they're saying that, well, 
because he's getting paid a lot, a lot of, of money. Are it because they would have rather caught rid of him and kept Buckner. Yeah, but he's not he's not overrated in my Buckner opinion. Buckner would have been, my, I, Buckner been my overrated like, if he was still on his roster. I think Eric Armstead <laughs> is underrated. I don't think and Eric Armstead gets a lot of credit for the 15 roles they ask him to do on defense. And then you still want him to sack the quarterback. You still want him to contain the run. You still want him to stop the run up there. Like how what what, what more do you want Eric Armstead to do? So he's underrated in my opinion. Oh, I, go. I I gotta go with the cliche guy though, man. I just I, I know Jimmy won. I know he won us those games in 2019 and got us to a Super Bowl, but but he doesn't get overhyped. I mean, the media does not overhype him. So he, to me, he's not overrated. Like they don't, you know, they all they do is he's talk a, down about him. <laughs> I don't think the media talks down about Jimmy Garoppolo. I think the fans talk down about Jimmy That's Garoppolo. You. I think the media just tries to say he's projected to be A, B, C, and D, and then he doesn't cash in on that, right? Think about it. 2019, Jimmy Garoppolo was projected to be an MVP. By who? The media. Not us, but the media. By Mike. <laughs> me. Me. Uh-uh. Well, you the media, dog. Relax. Okay. Oh, shit. Right. We're the media? I like that. I like All that. Right. And so, so, but you get what I'm trying to say? Like, like he was projected to do that, and then, I God forbid, he gets an injury. But it's even hard for me to say he's overrated. This is a really hard question. Um, I I really don't think I have an answer, guys. I I, I really, got another one that would probably surprise you too, and I, but it's kind of because of his injuries. But I would say Debo might be the thought process of Debo, and what we expected to get from Debo is not. What nah, we I Debo. I disagree with that. I disagree with that one hundred percent. Because if that's the case, let's factor in. Let's that's factor what we're in. Here a, for. Let's factor in injuries for for everybody. Like you know what I'm saying. K1 stayed injured. Uh, Jimmy injured. D Ford injured. Debo injured. And so, like, if that's the case, let's let's bear injuries. Let's take right, injuries out. We know that if if D Ford was healthy, he's not overrated. And he's damn sure. And, and not you know damn well right, Debo right, right. Samuel is not right. overrated either because of the the way they're able to utilize him. If he doesn't, they can't stop him. D Ford single handedly could have won the Super Bowl. Absolutely. If, if the, how about Kyle Shanahan being overrated? <laughs> I've said that before. That, how about get that? Your box. That's no bullshit right there. I've said how, it before. How about he's, Kyle Shanahan being overrated? OC. He's an OC, not a head coach. How about okay, that? Okay, wait, but the question, I, I got it. He said player, right? It said player. Yeah, yeah, he did say player. I he like I, Breezy, I love that answer. I don't, I'm, I'm even saying I agree with it. I love that answer, but she did specify player. She specified player. All right, so is Mike McGlinchey overrated? They hate him. How can <laughs> no, no, they don't hate. They hate him, but they sign him for a fifth year. Oh, that, that's eight. The fans. I, we're him. not talking about fans, right? Not just the fans. This is an overall thing, right? They this guy has looked like trash can burgers on national football TV, right? And then they only go in ahead the passing game. Them. Only in the passing game. Be in fair. the passing game. Be fair. In the passing game. Either way. What, what do we look to do the majority of the time when they take away the run? We got to pass the ball, so it looks he looks pretty bad. So all I'm saying is, I don't know, but they they went out and paid him anyway that fifth year. I don't know. It's, I'm not. I don't have an answer for this. I do have a. <laughs> I do have a let question me, let me for you. This contribution, so I can get it off. I didn't want to. I didn't want to lose it without us reading it. Sean gave another one. He says, "You guys are wrong about Ronnie Lott. The only player to go to Pro Bowl at three different positions, and Mike played out of position as a cornerback his rookie year and made the Pro Bowl." 
games changed, he is unmatched. I didn't deny any of that. I, di- I didn't deny any of that. I'm just saying that the physicality that he played with and that aggressiveness, I don't think it would work. It would result in a lot of penalties. Into that's what I'm saying. I think in his era, absolutely. So I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not trying to take away from how good he is or was. I just don't know if that game translates to today's game. That's what I'm saying. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Um, Mike, who did you say for overrated player? I, oh, I, I, I think I remember now. I was I was torn between two, but I didn't. I I almost said Juice, but I said no Ooh. because I think that was more about the salary. Yeah, I think they paid him running back money, and if if you look at him as just a fullback. And what you expect the fullback to do, he's pretty, he's really good at it. So I did I didn't I actually settled on Emmanuel Mosley. That's right, that's who it was. And the reason I did that is because a lot of people just have him as a starter, and at, at the end of the year he couldn't beat right out. because we we said you were saying that you thought Dante Johnson was going to start. I'm like, no way, Emmanuel Mosley's going to be the list starter. Right, and I was like, right. the fact that people are so confident in him, and he's had some of the worst, not even some of. Like, if you were to go through 49ers history in the last seven years and pick out the individually worst games of any corner, he's got the top three or four. The except top. For Brian, except for Brian Allen. Well, but even <laughs> no, but even then, Brian Allen was only responsible for three catches. That was just three catches. Mosley's mm-hmm. had games with 12, 11, 15, and nobody talks about it. And that's why I settled in being the most overrated guy because the fans no. still somehow have this – idea of him that i haven't seen because with other players they say oh well they're not consistent they flash at times but they don't say that about mosley for some reason i just don't you don't hear the criticism for him and that's why i had him as my most overrated guy no i think i i would agree with that's that's a good good choice i think that i didn't go that direction because i don't i don't think that i don't see him in the position that he's currently in like he's I don't think he's going to end up being the starter. So I don't think he's overrated. Like, I think he's just uh, in, put, holding a position until training camp, you know, like we're going to put him on the roster. So I didn't even think about him as being overrated because I don't think that he's actually going to get that spot. I think it's just holding a, a spot on the roster for your depth chart for ESPN right now. You know, I think I went with Raheem Moser, right? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. That's just okay. I, I don't know if I see these guys being overrated. I don't. I have a hard time with Mostert, but that. What was your thought process there? I just because Mo, because Mostert is overrated because of the fact that everybody praises this guy because of his speed, and yet he can do it. He can't do it in any other system. That's why he's been on seven different NFL teams. Or maybe they just right. didn't utilize him properly, Nick. Right. That's like what I was like you you keep saying like like dude he comes to a team. Offensive line that likes to play zone, he makes one cut and he's ghost. But what if he's on a different system? They don't do that. That's what I'm saying. He's overrated because of the system. He's he's high praise. That's not that's not being system. overrated, Nick. That's not that's being true. utilized right, dog. If if I if I hire you to, to do a job and I'm asking you to do something that's not in your skill set, like, dude, you gotta you want the job, so you're gonna do it, right? Like that's so he's doing his thing. That doesn't make him overrated breezy right. is saying the same stuff i said because i told him that i think this system plus mostert is the best running back we've seen if he can stay healthy most that's it easily, his only issues yeah if, if he can stay healthy he's easily the best running back on this roster yeah we've this. seen in a, a yeah. minute like 
as far as being explosive, I know Frank Gore's probably like the, the best, but this guy's explosive. Like he gets through the line, and all you gotta do is make one person miss, and he can take it to the house. Never, ever in his career as a 49er been caught from behind. You can't say that about Brita. You can't say, you can't that, say about that about Gore. Gore. You can't say that about any other running back on this team. He has never been run down from behind before. And his speed is – you can say his speed, oh, it's just speed, but that speed defies angles. That's because that DK Metcalf doesn't play on defense. We're going to find out if Raheem Mozart's <laughs> overrated or not this year when Trey Sermon gets the bulk of the carries every game. You think he's going to get the bulk? Oh, uh, he's going to. Well, he should get the bulk, but that doesn't make him overrated. Well, that doesn't make somebody overrated because he I, has a lesser role. Right. You go from you go from a starter to a lesser role. You should have never been the starter from the jump. I've been saying yeah. this. I like I think yeah, Tevin no. Coleman being not healthy is the reason why he had to get bumped up. And guess what it did? It injured him. This is my point. Yes, yeah. interesting. Asking him to do something he's not supposed to be doing is what causes these injuries and what's. I, I I'm with you, Breezy. I am 100 with you on it. Right. That so you guys are saying that he doesn't. He shouldn't be taking the bulk of the carries and stuff. And he is. He's overrated. No, he's overused. He's, he's overutilized. He's yeah. overworked. He's overused by running the ball twenty three times a game. Means someone. Yeah, not not everybody is a is a bell cow, Nick. Some right. some guys come in as change of pace backs. Raheem Moster is I better. Bet you, I bet you there wasn't one game That's, that Raheem they're not Mostert even paying him to. And I know we're not factoring money, but they're not even paying him to be the bell cow, right? They want him to come in. Hey, we're gonna give you four right. million dollars. This is running back by committee. This is it's been that way since Kyle's because it's part of Kyle's system. He wants to keep fresh legs out there doing their thing. But I do I, agree I, that Trey I, Sermon will probably get the bulk of carries. They didn't waste a third round pick on a running back for nothing. I agree that they didn't waste it for nothing, but I still think that Goldman sees more carries than Sermon does. Nah. I don't even think Goldman makes he, this team. Well, I didn't Sermon, have Sermon. him make I didn't have him making the team until we lost Jeff Will. Wilson got Jr. got hurt. All right. You see, pod now. Y'all are pod now. Let's go, baby. All right. I, I gotta ask you this look. question. My man Brandon wanted me to ask oh, this wait, question. Wait, wait, wait. Go ahead, Nick. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah. Go ahead, Nick. No, I was just going to say, Trey Sermon is a better out-of-the-backfield catcher than Goldman is. I'm and not has way better vision and speed than Goldman. Right. And we haven't seen him have that vision and speed against an NFL defense yet. There you go. So I want to see that before I push him over Oof. Goldman for carries. Because Goldman has done that. He replaced Barkley last he, year, right? Yeah, but he barely ran. What did he run? run the football? His he more was, of his, don't do that, Nick. Don't more, more of his, more of his uh, stats came from catching out of the backfield last year. Nick, you better look and, at those boys' numbers. Goldman was doing the damn thing over there, bro. I'm, I'm just trying to tell you. Go, and, I, he averaged like four, four or five yards a catch. Goldman was doing the thing over there, bro. I'm and in, and in Kyle's system, I think it's going to even open up more for him. Y'all boys in your bag. All right, Nick's going to look that up. Go ahead. I know Breezy has this question. He's been one asked for 37 minutes. He had 147 <laughs> attempts with only 682 yards. Do the math. It's 4.6 yards per carry. That's good I mean, in the NFL, bro. They don't – do you know what kind of system they run over there? That's, that's great in that system. And if you can add that to us, that's what Tevin Coleman was averaging. And if you can add that to our system, that's a first down every three carries. Like, that's what we want. It's more than a first down. So – yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like that. I, I, we'll see. I listen. I don't care. I I'm just, just like saying. I was a starting running back like over there with I mean, only like 682 yards rushing. He was the starting running back. How long? But you, 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 but, 
I and I get I get that, but I don't think he should have been the starting running back. And I think he was only the starting running back because of the health of Tevin Coleman at the beginning. Tevin Coleman was supposed to be that bell. No, no, cow. no, no, no. I'm saying Goldman. Goldman oh. was the starting running back in New York. He had to be the starting running back, right. but he and wasn't. He only, he only he only got 682 yards rushing. Nick, 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 Nick. You don't think that team's more of a run team? Nick, their freaking offensive line is so trash. It got Saquon Barkley hurt for the season. Like, and he's he he was durable enough to make 600 yards. You bring that 600 yards on over to San Francisco. I guarantee you, that's something we could use. Their offense. The Giants' offensive lineman is so bad. Saquon Barkley ain't played in two seasons, bro. And you and tell me, Saquon in. Barkley ain't better than any one of our running backs. Our team blocks better for the run. That's that's not an opinion. That's a fact. Right. That's, that's Mike McGlinchey. Will tell you that it was built so, that way. <laughs> right. That's Mike McGlinchey. You, you plug him into this system. That four point seven might end up being six, Nick. I'm just saying, like they, we block different here. It's it's a different thing. I understand what you're saying about like. Okay, well, look at his carries and, and all that. And yeah, he did. He started 15 games. I mean, but he only start. He played in 15. He only started 10. He was not an all year starter for them last year. He well, only because, started 10 games last year because Saquon Barkley got hurt. So I'm I'm just saying, like, you got to. There's context to his numbers. He wasn't always the starter. So I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> they said that 600 yards was more than any of our running backs this year. All right, here's the question, guys. For because right. I'm I'm getting sleepy. All right. <laughs> Jimmy G is playing all pro football and he has his team at six and one near the trade deadline. A team that needs a quarterback right now, Patriots, uh, is willing to give up a first or second round and, and more for, for Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm a, for Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you make the trade even if you feel Trey Lance isn't ready to roll and risk the six and one start? I think nah, you guys nah, know nah, right nah, nah. I mean, it, I'm not a, I'm not a, if I have got a quarterback who's got us at six and one and is just rolling and I'm definitely not sure about my backup, I'm not trading him anywhere, regardless of what the offer is. I'll wait till the end of the season when he wins his Super Bowl or whatever that, however that season ends and then get my money for him, you know, whether it's a first or second round. I'm not trading him. One for the re the reason that Brian just stated, you're not sure what the rookie if your rookie's really ready, but two because it's going to throw off the chemistry of the team. Well, no, you do know if the rookie's ready, and the question it was that Trey Lance is not ready yet. Right, right? So that's what I'm saying. It says even if he isn't ready, yeah, yeah. So even if he isn't ready, I'm not doing it because one, you got a six and one team, and you trade away your starter quarterback who's been who's taking your team to six and one to throw in a rookie that you hasn't played an NFL game yet, you're gonna ruin the 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 locker room. So I'm not doing it. I agree with that too. Mike. Who came up with this question? I was a man <laughs> Brandon. <clears throat> Let's get let's get Tony in here too. Did did I send the link in the room? I thought you did. Yeah, it's it's in here. I'll, I'll copy it and put it in there again. Um, I was I was waving goodbye as you were asking the question until you said, 
Oh, Brandon said. So Brandon says he did is he say ready. The backup isn't ready, or did he say the rookie? Is, what did he? What, he said, he's saying that he is ready. I was saying even if he isn't, he's saying that he is ready. He's clarifying his question right here. I'm, oh, well, then, not, shit. If he's ready, na 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 na. Hey hey hey. I'm still not hey, doing bye. it. No. Trey Lance. When Trey Lance is ready, I don't care what our record is. They're gonna put him in. And if they can get a first round, what was that compensation? Yeah, it could it, it could be a first round pick. If he's telling me that Trey Lance is ready and the Patriots are giving up a first and more to get him at the trade deadline, and Lance is ready, Jimmy is gone. It's not even a question. The Niners are going to move on the moment they feel so, like. Let, so let me ask you this: How does Kyle Shanahan? How does he know that Trey Lance is ready? He hasn't That's faced another right. defense in the NFL. How does he know he's ready? Because of practice? Because the way he's gotten the playbook down? How does he know, know he's that's physically not, it's ready? Not, it's not my job to determine when he's ready. The, the but it is, is in, this, in this scenario, it is. Because it is. you have to make this a decision you're going to trade away Jimmy. No, the scenario, he just said that he is ready. It wasn't right, a question. That's what I'm saying. Not, what clarifies? Right. He hasn't won ready. an NFL game yet, so how do you know that? Because the coach says he's ready. It's the scenario saying he's ready. Just like the lady said, if you don't watch any games, we win the Super Bowl. They tried to add all those variances, and I said, no, we got the details. The details of what I still say, I agree with with Nick, with the chemistry in the locker room. You're going to screw that up if you send him away. Are they Um, really? Are they really screwing up the chemistry? Because it seems like the chemistry is. Well, all of your receivers have been playing with Jimmy if he's six and one at this point in the season. And they haven't played with Trey other than in practice. I'm I'm not ready Which, to just. I mean, probably weren't if even. If I was at five and one, and I could get a game out of Trey before I get rid of Jimmy, just to make sure that I felt good about it, like I want to see him in action. You know what I'm saying? But we th- that that's not how it works, and we know that's not how it works because we know that if the coach deems that he's ready, he's getting some snaps with the ones in practice. Also, we know that the, yep. Kyle's not just going to be like. Hey, what percentage of the playbook do you have memorized? Okay, you're ready. That's not how it works. Ready is prepared. You, they believe you can go in there with game speed and all that. You have your timing and rhythm. With your, that's what ready means. If right. they're going to tell us that he's ready, you put him in. And then he gets injured. Who do you got to worry about after that? What if Jimmy gets injured? What if Jimmy gets injured? If Jimmy gets injured, then I have a ready quarterback to take over. The chances of us losing one and two, right? You know, back to back, are it can happen. Don't get me wrong. But the chances of us losing Jimmy and then Trey in one season is not not highly likely. What happens if he doesn't get injured? Then great. But I'm just saying, like, if he does, then you're going to worry about you got the Sudfield and Rosen. That's who's going to run this team. That's that's the coach's decision. They're asking me. Me personally, if we're at six and one, I'm not getting rid of Jimmy. I could start Trey and let Jimmy sit if that's what I want to do. He's ready to take the reins. But I'm not going to lose my my one-two and end up with a – my new number one and then a three, four, you know, sitting back there as backup. Cause then we're no different than we were with Jimmy and having Mullins and Bethard here. You're giving up a, you're going to, you're going to not accept the trade of a first and more. Can you read the original question again, Breezy? I want to hear what the compensation was. I'm sorry. The compensation is a first round pick. Or a second. I thought you said it more. I'm sorry. No, I said, or a second and more. Oh, or a second and more. Yes. So it's a second round pick. And I threw the Patriots team in there. It doesn't mean it's going to be the Patriots. I just said that right. because Cam Newton got hurt. Right. So I just I, – I don't think that Kyle Shanahan's even doing that. 
to be honest with you, because I know that. Well, Kyle Shanahan has been asking for a first round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo for the longest. And so don't put your money where your mouth is, Kyle. You said you wanted a first. Here's a team willing to give you a first. What you going to do? I agree with you on that, but I also think that it has a lot to do with the way that the team is playing. Because we all know what next year brings, as in who's coming back, what the money is, everything else. This team, the front office, they're willing to eat the money and play with Jimmy for the entire year. And they they already have their mindset that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be their starter this year, other than injury. I don't think I don't think Trey Lance touches the field this year unless Jimmy is zero and seven, or has an injury. What pressure did you hear that said that Jimmy's a guaranteed starter? I haven't heard that anywhere. I haven't heard I didn't it say either. That Jimmy was a guaranteed starter. That <laughs> never even came out of my mouth. I said that they're okay with him playing. No, you just said year. the team. You just said the team is going with Jimmy as a starter this year. That's how they're going into the season. They yeah, because of what Kyle Shanahan said. What Kyle did Shanahan he say? That's that. what I'm asking you. What? The, what did he? That, I'm asking you. What did he say? Because I didn't hear that. When he said that he he would prefer that there, that there's going to be a competition. If Jimmy gets beat out, then Jimmy gets beat out. But he doesn't see that happening, and he doesn't want to put that pressure on the rookie. That's pretty much what he said. That doesn't mean that Jimmy's the start. Then if. If the first thing he said was they're going into this as a competition, then that means that I don't know who my starter is yet. You concluded something completely different than what Kyle the was first, saying. The first question was, is there going to be a competition? He says, and we'll he see said, what happens. We'll no, see what said, happens. Well, Does anybody else remember that presser? presser. <laughs> huh? said, so Mike's got to go pull up the presser now. No, I'm not, I'm not pulling this shit up. I'm not because <laughs> I don't know where it's going to be in there. But you just said it's going to be a competition. If there's a competition, then that means he doesn't know who his starter is. Otherwise, right. he would and I've say, said it before. If Trey beats Jimmy out in camp, then that's great. Then Jimmy's the backup. You just so let me ask you a question. You're the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. You give up three first round picks to take a take a, a quarterback number three overall. Are you not going to say that it's not a competition? Because the media is going to have your ass if you don't say it's a competition. The NFL is going to have your ass if you don't say it's a competition. So you, you, so now you think that they cater to what the media is going to say? No, but what you don't is- think that you don't think that that John they they Mike's did cater. <laughs> Jed York went and said, "I don't care. Pay Jimmy all of his money." They and did cater. He, he said, "I don't care." That doesn't mean that Jimmy's the starter. He said, "I don't care." If that's how it plays out, then fine. He's okay with it. This team so didn't you, give so up all truly, this stuff. So you Nick, you truly don't believe that Jimmy's the starter Mike. with the job to lose. Let me let me answer your original question, the, the the one you just asked before that. This team just traded up and gave up all these picks to get him. They didn't get him and say, "Okay, you're the backup." You don't give up that kind of capital for a backup. They hope he comes in here and wins the starting job, and they hope they can get something to trade Jimmy because we're in cap hell with ten million dollars right now. So the sooner you can get rid of Jimmy, the sooner you get cap relief. And in this situation, you get all of that. You get the cap relief. You get your starter. You get pit compensation. All of that. And you're so, six and one. And you can Trey can probably lose four games, and you still make it to the playoffs still, and win exactly. the Super Bowl. Even exactly. though people don't think a rookie can win the Super Bowl. Tony, well, I need you to never been game. done. There's there's one key fact that you guys have probably forgotten. I forgot Tony was in here. Both these guys signed extensions, so their asses aren't on the line. They traded what they traded to get up. They move up to get Lance. They found their quarterback to move forward, 
And as far as I don't know who said it, but the locker room, these guys see the handwriting on the wall. Yep. Kyle feels that's the guy. That's the guy. Trey Lance will start. There's no question about it. He's got no pressure. Six-year extension. They traded their draft picks. You have an opportunity to get a first-round pick back. Free up $25 million cap this year. That you can roll over to next year that we desperately need next year. Plus the 25 that's going to be coming off the books next year. So if they make that move this year, if I read this correct, they take 25 off the number this year. They take the well, top no, five. Wait, 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 no, you'd be you halfway through the season. He's played half of the season, so it's only going to be like okay. 12 and some change. But, yeah. Still, $12 million, whatever you want to call it, and then you're adding it to the 25 next year. So that's $37 million that we did not have. If it, I still, I'm still going to say that he's going to start a lot earlier than what you guys are saying. I personally think that. I think they invested too much. I think Kyle is salvating right now to try to get him ready and get a, a package for him to get ease him into the NFL. But that's just my belief as far as Trey Lance. But if they have an opportunity to get a first-round pick in return at week six or week seven, whatever week you designated. I think he pulls the deal. I mean, the only so, way I say that they don't do it is if Jimmy Garoppolo is throwing for 400-plus yards every game and carrying this team. Carrying them. Not running the ball. Jimmy Garoppolo is throwing for 400-plus with four touchdowns a game. That is the only way I think they would consider keeping him. Let me and ask you this. Know, I think that's the only way they secure a first-round pick. <laughs> Let me ask you this: what's more, what's more important, the the money or the pick? What do you For mean, the team? salary cap or the pick? This, Is that what you mean? I, I, think, I think honestly, right now in the position that they're in, and how many free agents you guys think made a lot of free agents this year? Next year's worse. I'd say the money. Right, so guess what? You don't need to worry about trade value then. If Jimmy's winning and six and one, you can cut him at the end of the year and save your damn money. If you're not but worried, you won't about be, but you won't be saving losing, the same amount. Wait, 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 wait. You're, you're losing, losing twelve and a half million. You're not Thirty-seven million then. But you're right. getting twenty-five. But that's not thirty-seven, Nick. <laughs> but you're getting twenty-five and a, and a, and a chance to to not screw over your locker room, and and go with somebody Nick, that you're unsure room, of. It right the, away. the locker room is the issue, Nick. These guys see it. These guys see the handwriting on the wall. This team mortgaged two first rounders to go get a quarterback if this team if this if this team is six and one and they take the starting quarterback out and cut him or trade him it becomes a locker room problem that's that's what tony's trying to say like they already know that this yes. is replaced they already wait, no. know that jimmy's going to be wait, replaced no, no, no. you got I wait, understand wait, wait, wait. that i got you I, nick I, I got you. What Nick is saying, guys, is that we're winning, we're dominating, right? Why change that up? Nick is saying that that's what the locker room is going to think. Okay, we don't know what they're going to think. But, but that's what Nick is trying to. That's the, that's the point that Nick is trying to convey. Why break up right. the, the monotony? The, like, the monotony. I, I got it. Right now right? they see. Right now they see the writing on the wall that Jimmy's going to be out of here. But when Before you go and you're six and one and you're winning football games and you take that factor out, yeah, you're, but, right. what kind of message yeah, are you sending to the team? One thing. This roster is the same roster that went to the Super Bowl and didn't win it because Jimmy could not make throws. Yet this is the same team, give or take a couple players here and there, that see that watch Kyle and John move up to take Trey Lance 
this, knowing that this is the quarterback of the future. So this team, in my opinion, knows the limit, knows the ceiling with Jimmy Garoppolo. They know it. They know what they're going to get. It's going to be this is a also- heavy, dominant run attack with, with hopefully play-action passing and execution with good ball placement with Jimmy. Jimmy's got to be, I guess you could say, coddled in this offense until he proves different. All right? You've seen this offense change dramatically with Jimmy in there. I've never seen a team do so many shovel passes and throw one-yard shovel passes for completions that turn into 19 and 20-yard games. Why is he that? said one yard. Mm-hmm. You're being nice. With, you're being nice with that one yard shit, bro. Devo <laughs> Devo Samuel finished the league with like negative yards uh, for his point of catch. I'm like trying, all of his shit was I'm behind trying, the line of scrimmage. I'm trying to be nice here. Oh, but okay. My point is, they they know they know what Jimmy's made of. They know what Jimmy is. They know what they can get out of him. They know it. And this team saw him, saw what he could do, and they saw this front office make this move. And don't think for one second they know in the back of their head that Trey Lance will be on that field. I honestly think a lot sooner than with the media. There's people well, in the media saying I would say that- this, though, Tony. I would say this part is that this team specifically talked about this, – this regime specifically talked about finding a backup quarterback before they made the move up to take Trey. I don't yeah. think that this team would be willing to send Jimmy away at six and one, regardless of what the quarterback situation is. If you want to move Trey into first, fine. But I don't think they get rid of Jimmy because they don't want to have to rely on Rosen or Sudfeld as their backup quarterback because they saw what happened last year when their number one goes down. Correct. And they want a viable second, and they didn't have that last year, and you're not going to have it. With no, I, I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you. That's why. That's why I say he won't be gone. That's why I say he won't trade. This is this is where my my thinking is on on the process is. You're six and one. You're rolling. You're winning. You take the quarterback out. No matter what Jimmy has done, he's still the quarterback of a six and one team. I, he's winning. Hold on. He's winning. Now you bring. Now you trade him and bring in Trey Lance, who has no NFL experience, and you may think he's ready, but let's say he's not ready. Now you go on a six-game losing streak, and you and you blow your chances of, of missing the playoffs. And in any way, you lose six or seven, eight games, and they say, "Well, he's a rookie." Hey, Nick, don't tell me that's question. not going to ruin the locker room with the decisions guess, that the coach is making. Hold on, I got to ask you guys one question. Right now, if you put this offense on the field with Jimmy, then you take Jimmy out and you put the same offense on the field with Trey Lance. What offense is more dangerous? Trey Lance, Lance because of the. Well, we know Jimmy. is well, we know is Trey Lance because he gives you more options at the quarterback, and exactly. he's, he's more of a threat. Why is it even an issue? Why is it well, even an issue when this well, offense could be so much more dangerous with because that of the lack of, of him running? But you're because, saying it right there could be right because obviously in this scenario, Jimmy won the starting job in camp, or else he wouldn't be six and one halfway through the season. He was the starter, so right. he beat Trey. It could right. just mean that the teams right. we played was trash. No, no, no. And he, and he did get one loss. Well, <laughs> let's, let's, no, no, because with the scenario, it was that we're also getting first-round compensation. So, like you guys said, Jimmy's playing really, really well. But the other part that I think everybody is, is walking over. Is it doesn't mean Jimmy's playing really well. He could be throwing 200 yards a game. We run for, like, five touchdowns, and we win games. That doesn't mean he's playing really well. It's just a Jimmy team. Needs, a, 
a if team needs a first for him. They're, a team needs well. a team needs a starting quarterback. They know that Jimmy has potential, and winning means a lot. And so, when you're a quarterback with a winning like percentage, that kind of supersedes 400 yards, touchdown, whatever. It just supersedes that because you're on a winning thing. And so, it could be a team that feels like they're competing and they're willing to give up a first. Right, but I'm willing. I'm watch this. Watch this. I'm willing to even say Jimmy is having the 400. Four touchdowns. That's fine. Right now, watch this though. What everybody is skipping over in this whole question is that the team says Lance is ready. Right. The coaches say that. If the coaches are saying that, it's because of what they're seeing in practice, which also means that the players are seeing. It. So if the if the if the coaches are ready to move on with that kind of record, right? That means that the players know. We're about to hit another level right here. It's just like when Alex Smith was in there, and then all of a sudden they went over to Colin Kaepernick. Vernon Davis went to the podium th that night against the Steelers and was like, Kaepernick is the man. He never said that about Alex Smith. And we were similar. I think we were 6-1. and one. I think we were 6-1 and one when that shit happened too. And he went to the podium. Ale uh, Colin Kaepernick is the man. They couldn't wait. They couldn't wait to have Colin Kaepernick out there. And that, that's my point. So if the team says yeah. that, that Lance is ready, that means that the players also know it too. There's not, I don't think it's going to create a risk. And you have to secure that future. You can recoup some picks that you gave up. And like you said, the cap relief. And this is the guy that you traded all that stuff away for in the first place. You, you, you got to make the move. No, I, I hear you. And I think that the, the compensation is, is hard to get past because I would want to trade too. But I just I can't get past the, the talk that they did preseason or postseason, whatever, when they said they wanted to upgrade backup. And so if Trey's ready to take over and this team knows Trey's ready to take over, then great, take over. But I wouldn't get rid of Jimmy just only for the fact that I don't feel like if something happens to Trey, that Rosen or Sudfeld are going to be the guy, unless you're okay. going to find somebody else. But the backup is never supposed to be the guy, right? So I'm, I'm, I got to But you want to have somebody viable. That's why they were pissed off about the – we're not pissed Kyle, off. Kyle Kyle said, Kyle Jimmy not available. He, I remember him specifically saying at one of his pressers that you don't expect your backup to play three or four games. More than three games, yeah. yeah but what I was going to say was we also have to remember we never saw Rosen. Rosen is more gifted than Beathard and Mullins. I, yeah, he, I would agree with that. This is my thing, though. Like, this is my thing. How how do how are they going to how are they going to classify that Trey Lance is ready? Look, my my theory on this whole thing is is. After preseason, start of the season, whoever whoever goes in and wins training camp is who the starter is going to be this year because of the fact that once you're the starter, you get 99% of the snaps at practice. Your backup barely gets any snaps with the ones at That's all. in normal circumstances. This isn't a normal yeah, circumstance. They're going to take Jimmy out to give Trey no. Lance snaps if he's the starter? Yes, they're doing it now. Yes. Yeah, two. more Two, yeah, two, uh, two, two snaps or three snaps out of out of seven to ten that Jimmy Garoppolo is getting. That's not what the, yeah, that, the reports are saying. That's what they're start. reporting at the open practices. That's what they're There's, reporting. The close practices, it could be all Trey Lance. I, I just, I, I just don't. I think this team is set on Jimmy being the starter this year, unless something crazy happens. I think if this pick is offered to you, you wouldn't take it, knowing that Jimmy's not in the plans for 2022. 
No, I'm not taking it. If the team's winning, no, I'm not taking it. Because the no, money's more important than the pick. Nick, okay, hold on. Hold on a second. The, Jimmy Jimmy was winning all along, and you still wanted to upgrade. You were, you were We were coming on here on overreaction shows and identifying weaknesses and flaws in Jimmy's game after wins. So how can you sit here and say that now because of six and one record? Because I because you I've also been staying to the point that I want Trey Lance to be the backup for a year to so he's not thrown into the mix right away. I've also been saying that the entire since we've yeah, drafted because anybody. you want him to be prepared and ready. Yes, that's but, he, that's, he's, but I don't see where he's going to be ready if Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not for you to see, for you to see though, Nick. Question, the question says he's it's ready. ready. Right, I'm, I'm just saying. going to agree with you guys since I, you're no, but the question, the, an, you, you, the, the answer, the answers in the question, Nick. It says he's ready. Yes, and so he's not just being thrown in the mix. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm saying. And I, I, I see where that's coming from. I just don't see the team trading him away, regardless of what the compensation is, because they don't want to get put in the same situation they were in last year where your starting quarterback goes down, and if that's now Trey, they don't have a viable backup who's that can win football games. Well, we don't know Maybe if they don't have a viable games. backup, though. Right. We, we, how do we know we don't have a viable backup? it wasn't backup? in your scenario. If you'd have told me that Rosen was ready to be the fucking backup, then I'd have been like, let's but do it. it. Also, <laughs> it they also wouldn't even be on this team if they weren't a viable backup. They would have re-signed freaking uh, – I'm just saying oh. they so they they got better. You just said that Josh no. Rosen was yeah. better than CJ Beathard and Nick Mullins. Right. We don't know about Nate Sudfield, but my point is they're better, so they're more viable to win you one or two games I, if your quarterback goes. I can down. tell you this: the team had an opportunity to do it. Well, listen though, I, the team did have an opportunity at the end of the season to bring back Beathard and or Mullins. They decided to let them both go, and they kept Rosen. So that tells me that they're already more confident in Rosen than the other two because they chose to keep him mm-hmm. over them. Right. So that that that's where it starts for me also. Now, I do want to ask Tony the other two questions because I want to get his opinion. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, I'm going to dip out, guys. Great yeah. show. Hey, have a great night. Before you go, I just uh-huh. want to say it's been great having all five of us on the show. It's yes. been forever. It's about time. Shoot, yeah. y'all got to get y'all schedules well, I'm going to get out of here soon because I got to get up in two and a half hours. The Fantastic Five didn't last long, huh? <laughs> right. It well, did. I got to get up at 2.30, so. Yeah. But I, I want to ask Tony those other two. Now, listen. Now, if this question that was just asked was asked the other night, Trejo might have been the winner of our contest, but Thanks. it wasn't. So, oh, she's in here now. Uh, uh, Imsley. is this the voodoo question? Imsley, Imsley, yeah, asked Imsley. The question. no, she asked the question about the most overrated player. Oh, that was yeah. the harder question. That that yeah. was the hardest question, the harder yes, question, and sure. that's why, yeah, you should have seen me and Nick like trying to figure this shit out <laughs> like <laughs> live, you know what I mean? Like, that's that was crazy. So, that's that's how she ended up winning. So, it's a tie. So, Emily, send us a DM or an email, whatever it is, contact us so we can let you know what you want. Uh, so and then we also have to look for Mello, see if Mello joins the chat. So, Tony, the other two questions that we got to ask you. Oh, Breezy, thanks for jumping in. Peace out. Okay, go. go. All right. (laughs) uh, Tony, the other two questions were this. Uh, I'll give you uh, Imsley since she's in here right now. Who is the most overrated player on the 49ers? Oh, God. Um, I probably shouldn't have asked him that one first because that's harder. All right, I tell you what. Keep that in the back of your mind. The other question was, uh, you meet uh, a, a voodoo lady. 
and she guarantees the 49ers will win the Super Bowl this year. And all you have to do is not watch any games. Fuck that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Tony. No way. That's what I'm talking about. No way. I got to watch the games. You guys are the most – so you'd rather lose than – Who's uh, to say we're going to lose? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's no guarantee. The voodoo lady lose. says you're going to lose. Man, voodoo this. I got to stop because I work for the <laughs> – I agree with you, Tony. Voodoo this. I, all right, work, so we got Tony Dancer. The wacko who's involved with that shit. But yeah, see, gonna, see, you're gonna have a, a weird pain. It's gonna start in your pinky. It's gonna emanate all the way up. Was that uh, Joe Boo, right from the uh, yeah, major Boo. major yeah. league? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Joe. All right. Boo. So I tried. I tried to buy you some time, man, because this this question had everybody like going over this overrated player thing, and. <sighs> A lot of people were going to salary, but that doesn't necessarily dictate overrate. Overrated is how the, in my opinion, it's how you're viewed by the public. And this okay. was this was definitely a tough question. It is very tough because there's so many ways you can answer this question. Like I, I was listening before, obviously earlier, and I heard what Nick said. I do agree with Nick to a point with Mostert because you, you have a guy who threatened to hold out last year, wanting more money or guaranteed money, and the guy gets hurt looking at him. And I understand, like, you know, he's the fastest running back. He's the fastest player in the league. He's never been caught behind. But on the other hand, he's been on seven teams and couldn't make it. I know probably teams misused him. I agree with that. And I do think this is the perfect marriage with this scheme. Um but he kind of reminds me of if that lane isn't there, then the run isn't there. Like the explosiveness isn't there. The speed isn't there. Um, now, I just have one question to you, for you real quick, Mike. You said he was the best back ever in the Shanahan system. I think that if he was healthy enough to play all 16 games, yeah. I don't, I don't now, think – Are you I've talking seen... like Shanahan system meaning Mike Shanahan? No, Kyle's. Okay, I heard you say that. I was like, wait a second. You're well, who, who are you going to challenge that with? Davis. Davis. Terrell Davis. Oh, Terrell, oh Terrell, Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis. Okay. Yeah, no. Kyle had nothing to do with that. Uh, I just wanted to make sure. Cause you, oh, you kept saying it was a Shanahan system. I, I didn't know if you were talking about no. total Shanahan system. but, but yeah, I mean, it, It's Kyle's system now. Mike's retired. Moster is... Um, <laughs> Moser is a candidate for this. Um, it, it, this is a tough one, man. I mean, I don't know who you said, Mike. I got an idea who you said, but I don't know. I See, who, who, who do you think I said? If I had to put money on it. You're going to lose money, but go ahead. Come on. You didn't say Kittle? <laughs> Not See, even that's close. the same thing I said. Not even close. Kittle is the best player. He's the best player at his position in the league when he's out there. I would never call that overrated. I would never call that overrated. I don't like that we paid him as much as we did, but he's not overrated. He's as good as people think he is. When That's not overrated. <laughs> now, how, I mean, how are you coming up with your answer? Is this just like overall performance? So it's people, the, the public... Media and public hype. 
yeah, the media and public perception of that player and how good they are, and it just it's not there. People are viewing it the wrong way. So I'll, I'll tell you my answer. My answer was Emmanuel Mosley, and it was because we always make excuses when he has bad games. I okay. I went on I went and said that you know if you go over the last seven years and just make a list of the top uh, the worst plays by corner, Emmanuel Mosley's got the top three. 11 catch, yeah. 12 catch, 15 catch, yet he always somehow has this excuse. Everyone's saying he's the guaranteed starter the other side. Like, to me, that's overrated. You guys have a, an opinion of him that doesn't make any sense because it doesn't match what your eyes are telling you. If he's, if he's as good as you guys think he is, he wouldn't have been on the bench or on the sideline at the end of the year behind Dante Johnson or Akella Witherspoon. I got you. So that's why I think he's overrated. Doesn't mean that he's not good. Doesn't mean that he doesn't, you know, but it's the public perception of him that doesn't add up to what he's doing on the field. This is I, I don't know. I don't have I, I, I don't have a legit I could spin it on so many ways. <laughs> their, 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 their cap space, their injury, their availability. Their no, no, no. Don't don't dog. include money. If you if you exclude money and exclude in, uh, so for example, watch this, watch this, right? If you don't because overrated. Uh, okay, so what we did was we used uh, D Ford as an example. When Ford is healthy and on the field, he's not overpaid. Okay, he's not overrated. He's really good in the system, so you can't call him overrated. You can say he's overpaid because of what we've gotten in return for our investment, but that's not overrated. Same reason why I didn't include George okay. Kittle, right? So, okay, you know. So just real quick, let me ask you this. And I'm not saying Eric Armstead's my guy, but would you consider Eric Armstead overrated last year due to the flux of injuries across that defensive line and him, I guess, saying, like, you know, he's getting double teams or him not performing up to the level 2019 where he had 11-plus sacks? I don't think the media overrates him. I mean, I don't think that he gets painted in a pretty way unless it has something to do with some sort of social whatever that he's promoting or one of his foundations or something, which I'm all about him doing, but I don't think the media necessarily talks highly of Armstead. So I don't know that you could say he's overrated. I get where you're coming from, but I don't know that, that I would put him in that category. Yeah. The reason I wouldn't put him in overrated is because I don't think, I don't think people really watch what he's asked to do in the defense. He's moved all over inside on both left and right side. Uh, he, he plays the edge. He's got a million jobs and a million different responsibilities. And I just don't think people quite understand it. And that's why I don't think he's overrated. I'm not mad. Like, I just put up this, this comment here uh, from Brunil. He says, my answer is Armstead. He honestly cannot produce. He only relies on the whole D-line. Without Buckner and Bosa, he couldn't do anything. Uh, Buckner didn't do shit with everybody on the line either. <laughs> I'm with you, but... You know that that was his answer. So people people do think it's Armstead, but we also got to understand Armstead's job is to do in when he's playing inside is to to stop the run <laughs> and do his job, and he does that. He doesn't he doesn't mess up. He does what he's supposed to do. Right. When you put him outside, he's not going to get you a shit ton of sacks because that's not his specialty. Right. Well, right. when he's lined that's... up outside during the base defense, when he's in when he kick him inside, it's a nickel defense. His responsibility is go after the quarterback. That's no. the difference between oh that, sure. Wait, that depends on injuries, Tony. That depends on who's available. 
Well, I can tell you this. Going into the season, that's his role. Because we're assuming that Bose is back and healthy, and we also have uh, Sam uh, Sosa also. So, yeah, that's his role this year. But that wasn't his role last year. It was his role in 2019, too. Yeah, 19, but not last year. You asked me – didn't you ask about last year? You you asked me to compare – him being overrated from 2019 to 2020. Last right. year, that wasn't his role. His job changed damn near every week. Right. Well, I remember him lining up predominantly as a defensive end because we had no other defensive end. Right. When we got the, to the rest of the line. He was lining up in both places. He was lining up inside and outside to, to spell D4 to 19. Uh, uh, what a going on here. I don't understand people saying you don't pay a guy 17 million to block run to plug running lanes. Look at the rate for defense attack. People do people understand you That's what I was going to say. It goes by rate in the league. Defensive tackles. Like there I, I I am willing to bet. You don't just Eric, come up with a number and say, "Hey, we're going to pay Eric Armstead 17 million, but we're going to pay such and such right. 50 million." I, I don't even think Eric Armstead is in the top 5 as far as salary for defensive tackles. I really don't. I, I don't think he is either. Is I know he two people are getting tackle or an end. I'm assuming tackle. That's what we. That's. I thought the team listed him as an end, though. Is he listed as an end on our on our roster? Yeah, I think so. But that's even more. You got to understand now. Don't, like, don't defensive ends make more than defensive tackles? Yes, typically. So then that's even more. Yes. He's definitely not in the top five then. Because Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, and and Buckner both make over twenty a year. Yeah, and that's part of the reason why they went with Armstead, because they went the cheaper route, well, the, the more cost efficient route, and right. they nobody nobody was giving him a first round Buckner, pick for Armstead either. I guess they felt <laughs> Eric Armstead is the ninth highest defensive end player in in the league. Defensive end. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying, so like people are talking like he's I don't know. And you also got to remember that. And, part you, of and, case, and if you look at it, it's it's half a million dollars, all the way down to Chandler Jones. Right, but you also got to remember that he was incentivized, or his pay is also due to his versatility on the defensive line. True. Yeah. They didn't pay him to just be a defensive end. It's like, hey, you're a guy that we can plug in when we need you anywhere. In addition to. Whether it's defensive end or tackle designation, doesn't matter. They also paid him for his versatility. It's just like Jimmy Ward. There's a reason Jimmy Ward won't leave this team because he's damn good. He can play anywhere in that secondary. Yeah. <clears throat> Come on, man. You got to give me somebody. I don't know. Because everyone I'm giving you, it's like every every name that I'm bringing up, I don't think it would be Armstead. I don't think it would be Jimmy Ward, even though he really only has had one turnover in the last, what, two, three years as a safety it, I just feel like you can't well, who, say Fred Warner because Fred Warner's the heart and soul of the defense. Who, who on the team do you think gets a lot of the media love, Tony? Because then you could work your way backwards the from there. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, who do they talk about? All the big names: Sherman. Uh, they talk about Nick Bosa. I don't think Nick Bosa's overrated. Nick Bosa yeah. almost single-handedly took over the Super Bowl for us. Uh, I mean, you know, Fred Warner, I think, is phenomenal. Who else do they really talk about? Raheem Mostert, maybe? Do they talk about Juszczyk as an offensive weapon? They talk about George Kittle. Trent Williams isn't overrated. Uh, so, like, everyone that, that they talk about are legit players and contributors and live up to the expectations. 
So it's hard to say, all right, who do I think is overrated using that formula without using money availability to come up with an answer? That's just my opinion on it. <laughs> he broke out those tap dancing shoes and got around that one, didn't he? That's good. That's... No, I mean, it's legit. You're telling me I can't use – it's based off of who the media talks about. But I mean, media, you know, media and, just... and fans. Yeah, like our our perception of the okay, player. Sorry, that's the, that's what I based in my end. That's what I based well, my end. Like I don't know if you were listening earlier, Tony, when I when we were talking about this, when Wayne and I had to answer it. And while it's not obviously a popular choice because he's good at what he does, my my choice was uh, Kwan Williams. I think that he gets a lot of credit for a job that he does very well, but I think that we could have had a different player do a job just as well and gotten some younger at that position. And so I feel like for me, he's probably the most overrated while I don't feel like there's hardly any player on this team. When you talk about the, the reasons that we used, you know, or you're taking out the money or taking out the injury part of it that you can say are truly overrated players. Um, but that was just when trying to come off the cuff of looking at, you know, the, the roster, he's the one that kind of stands out to me that that does get a lot of, media attention um but he's also kind of a what i would consider a specialist as a nickel he's not a true outside corner he's not a safety you know he's a nickel so you know he's not playing he's he's a starter because he's the nickel cornerback but that's not somebody that's always getting play you know would would you have felt that way if taylor didn't play as well as he did like is taylor why you think williams no because dante johnson went in there and did a good job too as far as i'm concerned that's fair. We had two people actually step up and actually be able to, to fill that role um, and not get really the credit that they probably should have gotten because we didn't obviously bring Tabor back, Taylor back, excuse me. And, um, you know, Dante is – I don't think he's being looked at in that position. If they <sighs> keep Dante on this roster, it's as a backup to the outside, I think. And he has versatility. He showed that to be able to play nickel, but I don't think that that's why they keep him if he's on this roster. I guess I, I hear what you're saying. Come on, Williams. Dude, I, I'm getting tired. Well, yeah, you got to get up in like two hours. Yeah, and I've been up since two thirty this morning. Burn it so in at both ends, man. You you like that answer there, Tony? You like the K1 Williams? I can see where he's you? coming at it. No, yeah, I hear what he's saying. But come on, I, you know, know Tony wants to argue with me. Come on now. No, <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I think K1 Williams is underrated. I, I did notice the second thing you said out of your mouth was injury. So right, we, once we took the, the injury the money injury out of that, it. I just when I looked at the roster, he seems to be the only one that really stood out as getting a lot of attention. That I'm not saying he doesn't deserve the attention. I'm just saying that we probably could have filled it with a different person, and therefore, to me, that makes it overrated. Whereas I don't think you're going to fill Kittle's role or Bosa's role. Or Warner's role with somebody else. I just I, before I get out of here, I want to hear Brian and Tony's answer to the question, as in, what was your favorite move the 49ers have done since the Kyle Shanahan tenure, and what was your least favorite move? Uh, my, what was I, your favorite signing? My least favorite by far was Solomon Thomas. All right. Yeah, we said, we said draft players could do it because it's yeah, technically yeah. yeah, no, that you, answer, you can. You can. Okay, yeah. Solomon Thomas was by far my least favorite move that this team has made since they've been here. 
Um, I understand a lot of that first season, you know, when they brought in Hoyer and all those players in the beginning, because you had to build something to start with. You know, you had to have a base that was only going to get better as the years went by. But they were in a position to take several players, and I still don't understand why they took Solomon, because I'm a Pac-10 guy, so I watched him play at Stanford, and I just didn't understand the fit. But, hey, they thought they had a connection and thought they could work it. So um, let me think about the other part. I like that answer because I hated that. I I I was so mad that we picked him. I yeah, was I was, so mad we picked him. I forget uh, who I said for my least favorite. Yeah, I I think did you say Solomon Thomas? I think I might have said Solomon. I think that probably my favorite move, and this would probably surprise a lot of people because I don't really care for the guy anymore. But I thought that bringing him in here was great for the team was probably the Sherman signing because he was a great mentor to those guys that were back there. Um, I know he was coming off injury, but he was still able to play at a fairly high level. Um, I just think that kind of fell off this last, you know, after his, his injuries. And so um, I just don't, I think he lost that twitch he's got and he still has to rely on the cerebral part. And uh, so I don't think that he's necessarily a great fit anymore, but I thought that that signing at the time with the team that we had, that was a very good move uh, to help mentor those younger um, cornerbacks that we had on the team, at the, you know, at the time. So I won't say it was my favorite, but it, it's definitely up there. It's up there. Yeah, that's a good answer. Uh, Jamie Lee is thinking outside the box here with the uh, the um, most overrated player, Mitch Wisnowski. And because we traded up, we traded a fourth round. We traded up in the fourth round to get him. That I didn't even think about the punter. Hell, I didn't. I mean, oh. Why didn't I say Robbie Gold? I think I had given my answer already. Yeah, I don't even remember you. I've seen people putting Robbie Gold in oh. there tonight. No, oh, okay. Robbie Gold oh. is a good one for being overrated also because we, we're punting in field goal range because of this guy, and yet we keep on bringing his ass back, and he's a top-paid kicker, not the top, a top-paid kicker in the league, and he's definitely like – He had a better year last year. Yeah, from inside of 40. I think he still had a better year at 50 last year, too. We didn't attempt any. No, we did. Shit. Okay, I think his longest was 53 last year. I will pull that up. Tony, you got your thoughts? Yeah, Tony, give me those answers so I can leave. I'm going (laughs) to give you – I'm going to give you one draft. I'm going to do one draft, (laughs) one one draft, one pre-agent. Or trade for each group for for offense. I'm gonna do the trade is Trent Williams hands down. The draft, uh, my favorite. Uh, this is your favorite. Yeah, for, uh, I like I like Nick the answer for the draft. It it was really good. While you're thinking about it, Robbie Gold was fifty percent for fifty plus last year. Uh. From 40 to 49, he was 10 of 9. Wait. 10 of 9? Yeah, hold on. He got an extra kick. No, I'm sorry, 9 of 10. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was going to say, how the hell 10 of 9? I'm tired of shit, and I still understood 10 of 9 is wrong. Yeah. (laughs) But he was uh, six six attempts inside of uh, 30 to 39 and five made, and then three for three for 20 to 29. Yeah, he only had an 82.6 field goal percentage last year. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so the trade on offense is Trent Williams. The draft on offense is George Kittle. The trade on defense 
It doesn't have to be trades. It's just signings. Yeah, just the signing of any kind. I don't I don't like the drafting of Solomon Thomas. I agree with you guys 100%. I don't like the drafting of what we did. We traded all the way up in the second round to take Dante Pettis. Because I remember when that trade happened, and we all said Dante Pettis. And the first thing I came, <laughs> came out of my mouth was, we just traded up this far for a kick returner. That we didn't even use as a kick returner. <laughs> that we didn't even use as a kick returner. C.J. Beathard could be another one we traded up for and didn't. That yeah, but Mike, so you're talking cool. bottom of round two all the way up to the top three round two. Like, they gave up a lot to get him. Yeah. And that was not good. Um, so, I guess those are my two likes and two dislikes, I guess you could say. Mike, yeah, go ahead. My favorite that this team has ever done in this tenure was the trade-up for Ruben Foster. Even though it didn't work yeah. out. It could have definitely worked out if the kid had his head on straight. Right. It was yeah. aggressive. It was aggressive. The kid had talent, and the team went and did it. And I still yeah, think that's – The thing that I don't like about what they – what that the repercussions of that trade was – and listen, I was a, a huge – I was a huge Ruben Foster fan. I flipped the hell out when they made that draft pick, when they traded up. Now – because they swung and miss on him, what did they do? They went out and gave Juan Alexander a huge deal, and then they turned around and drafted Fred Warner. So they overpaid. They double-dipped in one position. Granted, they didn't oh, yeah, know who but Fred that... Warner was going to be, but, you know, they right, could have I mean, used You can't hold one against the other because if the one worked out, the others wouldn't have happened. Right. Right, well, yeah. So it was. It I was, think uh, one of them wouldn't have happened. I think the Quan Alexander probably would not have happened. I think they could have potentially paired Ruben with Fred Warner. Yeah. And just like they did Greenlaw with Fred Warner. And now you're talking about a linebacker court on paper, like just watching, that would have been like Patrick Williams. Uh, Patrick yeah, Williams but if you're going to stay in a 4 3, I mean, that doesn't that, you got two mics then, right? I mean, you can't, you can't, you got a you bu- no, well, no, because Ruben Foster wasn't a mic. He couldn't handle the call, the play calls. So they right. he never got outside. He never got the green. But dot. he started with the dot, right? Didn't he? No, yeah. no, no. He he, he never he, got it. He in never camp, got it. in camp, he started with it. Oh, okay. No, you guys are forgetting. You guys are forgetting that at the time Bowman was still here. Right. Yeah. You guys are yeah, forgetting that Bowman, Bowman wasn't the same after his knee. No, injury, I'm not forgetting really. it, but they clearly but Bowman, made a decision on Bowman that he was but, not a part of the team's future. No, no, no. That, no, that's not That's not true. That's Bowman not true. Bowman was a starting middle linebacker drafted, that season. When we drafted Foster, the plan was to pair Foster with Bowman, and Bowman didn't like that he was splitting reps or something like that and requested that trade. The team exactly. wanted to keep so, both of them together. So yeah, you can't they say didn't that they play a full Foster. season together. Huh? They didn't play a full season together. Because, because, uh, because uh, Bowman wanted out. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. So that – that could have been like, you know, they would they would decide to move on from Bowman because he didn't want to be there. They roll with Foster, and then the final in the season, they could have still drafted Warner and paired those two off. Just like they right. paired Warner with Greenlaw. But what I, the reason I brought up uh Bowman was because you said, well, because Foster didn't work out, we had to go and get K1. No, I think that even if Foster was slow to gain everything, if we had a kept Bowman, then we don't end up in that situation where we have to go get K1. Yeah, remember Bowman was saying, I, it's not my job to mentor people. And right. 
This so is, like, I, I we, lost, we lost two people at that position. Right, and we had Malcolm Smith, too, right after the Pac-12 loss right then, too, right? That was one of my least favorite, too. That was one of the best all right, boys. I love you guys to death, man, but I gotta go to sleep. Yeah, you need to get some Z's, man. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, think, I think we're done. Again, congratulations to our contest winners. Make sure yes, you guys send us the DM or email if you don't have our email address. Uh, if you don't have I me, mean, if you don't have Twitter and you just want to send us an email, it's absolutely fine. NB Niners at nothingbutniners.com is the email address. Let us know. Uh, and I can't wait to contact you guys and let you know what you want. I'm excited about it. I, I was a little well, no, it's it's even cool that it's a tie. It was cool. It was cool that it was a tie. I was shocked, but it was cool that it was a tie. So I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh fellas, thanks for rocking as long as you guys did. Tony jumping on right after the shift, man. I appreciate all you guys. Nick jumping on after the shift and right before the shift. Uh let's do final thoughts and go home. Nick. I'm tired. <laughs> Same as always. Be good to each other. I'm beat too. <laughs> 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 and two right. guys that work 16 plus hours today both beat yeah my my final thoughts are going to be find a reason to be positive that's that's going to be my final thought my challenge to everybody until our next show uh find a reason to be i'm positive, positive as shit right now my bed is in the other room i'm about to go to sleep right <laughs> all right that's gonna do it guys we're gonna get up out of here let's mix it up a little bit all right prepare for glory he's off anticipate pain but always remain faithful. We out of here, guys. <laughs> Mahalo.